Kinichiwa. Hello and welcome to Famicast 31, your Famicast for December 2013. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Ty Shugart. Meowth, that is right. <laughs> He's a Pokemon now, apparently. Uh, and also, Mr. Tim Collier. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> That's his real voice. He always has to mask it behind like some kind of cool guy voice or something. <laughs> but, um... Yes, we got kind of an action-filled episode here for you today. You know, aside from new business stuff and news, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about next gen because Ty and I both have next gen consoles, and yeah, well, and uh, also the Wii U, and also the Wii U. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of troll in there, but uh, yeah, then we got a little bit of news, and then we have a small kind of feature we're going to kind of talk about: uh, best of Japan for 2013, uh, 3DS stuff, Wii U stuff. Uh, or anything else that's maybe kind of exclusive to Japan we're going to kind of touch on. So you can look forward to that. And yeah, I guess without further ado, let's just go ahead and get this show on the road. All right, I'm going to go ahead and actually kick off new business talking about a game that I've been playing and I actually just recently reviewed for the site, and that is Attack on Titan uh, for the 3DS. I believe the Japanese title is Shingeki no Kyojin Jin Rui no Saigo no Tsubasa. Uh, it's like, you know, Attack on Titan, the last wings of humanity or something like that. And um, it's, it's developed by Spike Chunsoft, so I mean, when I first heard that, I really didn't have high hopes. I was just imagining kind of just a kind of a steaming pile of shit, but I was kind of surprised about this. And Tim, you got this game, right? Yeah, and okay. like you, oh man, this had all signs pointing to stay away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it, it's definitely not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But like I said, I was really kind of pleasantly surprised with the game. Um, <clears throat> so I guess you know, I'll kind of just, just start off. I mean, I don't know if you guys out there know about Attack on Titan. I know we do. Ty, you watched all the episodes? The yeah, I did. Okay. And awesome. I haven't even seen this game yet, but I'm very interested yeah, it's... in what you guys think. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, well, for those of you that don't know anything about the anime, basically uh, in this world, uh, somehow these big titan things just appeared and started wiping out humanity. So what the people did, they built like these huge gigantic walls and were kind of living behind these, well, living in these walled cities for years and years and years. And it kind of kept them, you know, kept the Titans out and they could, you know, live relatively normal lives except for not being able to leave this small enclosed space. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, shit goes down and like the Titans get in and one of the walls get overran and, you know, stuff like that. It gets crazy. And, um, you know, as most anime do, the main star is like, you know, probably like a 15 year old boy, uh, who's, you know, has to save the world essentially. And, um, now, so I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, I guess, for a background of the story. But, um, yeah, as a, as for the game, it's like a third person action kind of game. Um, in the game too, you kind of have like these Spider-Man kind of, uh, things. This is this, 
maneuvering gear called like a 3D maneuver gear, and essentially uh, you can like shoot these gas-propelled wires, and they usually can stick into buildings or trees or whatever, and it helps these people like get around, and so they can also fight the Titans as well because the Titans are like they can range from size from something like about the size of like two people to about the size of like a small building or a skyscraper. So, I mean, these things are really big and this maneuver gear gives them kind of like an advantage where they can actually fight the Titans and reach their weak spot, which is at the back of their neck for whatever reason. And they have like these swords that they can use and like cut the back of their necks and usually kill them. So yeah, I thought, you know, in the game, this is really, really well implemented. It actually really does feel a lot like you're kind of playing the anime and it's just really smooth and it's really a lot of fun, actually, too. Um, and Tim, yeah, feel free to jump in anytime here, man. Yeah, you know, just, just like uh, using your 3D maneuver gear and flinging through the city. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And in terms of, like, combat and stuff, well, to, in, to uh, start using the 3D maneuver gear, you just press R on the 3DS, and it usually just sticks into something or gets you up basically off the ground and moving around. And um, to actually, cause, you know, then obviously there are enemies and stuff walking around and stuff. And to kind of hook onto them, you have to hit Y, and then you'll be kind of propelled towards them. But even while you're being propelled towards them, you can use the circle pad and, you know, kind of go around them in circles so they don't, like, grab you or, you know, hit you out of the air or something like that. And then to attack, you have to press X, and then, like, these little circle things kind of appear on the screen. And... Like, at the inside of the circle, there's, like, this red circle, <laughs> this little red area. And if you press you press X and you're trying to make sure you press it at the right time when it's inside of this red circle, then you can get, like, a you know, kind of a critical attack on them and take them down. And, um, you know, sometimes because some of these things are so big, you got to kind of get them down on their knee or knock them on the ground. And you can do that by, you know, taking out their ankles or cutting them on the back of the leg and crap, and then you can take them out. And that's kind of where the first problem of the game starts is that it quickly devolves into, okay, lock on to their ankle, take them down, and then you just kill them. Like, you hit the neck. And then yeah. you can take a Titan down in a couple seconds, and then you can complete the whole level by chaining all of your Titan kills together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's true. I thought it felt pretty good, personally, but... Um... Oh, yeah, you feel like a total badass. Oh, yeah. But I, you, Yeah, go ahead. So Yeah, you can kill... Seven Titans in under a minute, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's a little ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. So you feel, I mean, in the show, they, they do kind of a really interesting thing where they show how difficult this maneuver gear is to, like, use. Like, they go through, like, the training and crap that these guys have to do, and it's all about, like, balance and crap. So thank God they don't make it that complicated <laughs> in this game. So because... uh, are you guys pretty satisfied with the controls then? For that part of the game, yeah, um, very satisfied, actually. Um, Tim? Yeah, it takes a little getting used to, but mm -hmm. after a half an hour, you're taking down Titans like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you definitely want to just focus on the neck as, if, as, as soon as you can. Because I think when I fir was first playing, I was just getting critical hits on them, like, all the time and thinking, like, okay, you really do have to hit this thing's neck. You can't just spank them to death and they die. <laughs> right. So, um <laughs> Yeah, but they, they do some interesting things, too, like your sword. Just like in the show, they can kind of wear out and get dull, so you have to, like, pull out extra ones and stuff. And this is all implemented, like, on the touch screen. You can uh, change out your swords that way. 
this little gas powered, you know, maneuver gear, it runs out of gas sometimes. So you actually have to use an item to refill that. Yeah. Um, Got to hand it to the developers too, because they kept a lot of the lore and a lot of the uh, abilities of the, mm -hmm. uh, what are they called? Titan killers. Uh, the survey core. Yeah. Yeah. They kept a lot of the abilities exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So it's really close to what you're actually, what they're doing in the anime. Yeah, and there's actually two. I don't know if you knew this, Tim, or you saw this, but in training mode, they have, there's like a, I guess an extra powerful attack that you can do, which honestly doesn't really matter because just one regular attack to the back of the neck is going to kill the things anyway. But if you already press X and you guys like rearing back to hit, if you press like X again or something, you can get like a more power, powerful attack that's a little bit harder to hit because that, uh, reticle gets a little bit smaller and crap. So oh, like um, the spinning ball of death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You just push the uh, circle pad. Yeah, because you know when I was going through the tutorial, because it showed like a little emblem for the circle pad, but I thought it was just like a circle. So I was like, what the fuck does this thing want me to do? And I was like sitting there for like twenty minutes. It's like okay, I'm in this circle doing this stuff, and then I just probably did it on accident. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> but um. You know, one thing where I think the game starts to get a little bit wonky, definitely, and one of my biggest complaints with the game has got to be the camera. Um, you can lock on to Titans or any enemies by pressing L, and also that also uh, puts the camera right back behind your character. Um, I don't know, I had problems with that, because sometimes it just didn't seem to work too well. Uh, Tim, what's your experience with the camera? Yeah, it... For the first 20 minutes, I thought, oh man, this game is garbage. But <laughs> it, after a while, I just got used to it. I would just let the camera automatically lock on to uh, mm -hmm. Titan, and then mm -hmm. I would just go from there. Yeah. And you can also control the camera with the D-pad, which is definitely less than ideal. <laughs> um, you know, controlling with the circle pad and then just moving down. I mean, it's just so stupid. I mean, if anything screams... You know, let's use the Circle Pad Pro. This is it. Um, but I, I think that's it's done. No one's going to use it ever again. Um, but there's another segment of the game where you could control actually a Titan. And I'm not going to go into spoilers of how or why you're doing this, but you know, you can do this. This puts you on, you know, pretty level playing field with the other Titans. And I think in the story mode, there are three stages where you do this. And the first one, you can fight like regular titans and stuff and just punch them in the head and like literally knock their heads off <laughs> and stuff like that, which is pretty, pretty satisfying. But I mean, it, it seems to me that the camera is even worse here because it's constantly getting stuck behind buildings and just getting caught up on stuff or trying to get too close to you if you're in like a street and it's kind of like a really kind of tight area. So it can just get really annoying and disorienting from time to time with that. Yeah, um, I think the Titan segments are pretty clunky. Yeah, I think so too. And aside from the first one where you're fighting, uh, you know, the kind of weaker Titans, the other two times you're fighting like this boss character. And basically you can just punch them and just keep them on the ground and just keep on wailing on them until you beat the stage in like 50 seconds. So I mean, it's just like kind of unsatisfying and just lame compared to, you know, the other uh, human control type of stuff that they have in the game. Okay. But, so I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Like uh, in the last couple months, have you seen this um, web-based attack on Titan game? 
No, but you told me about this. Yeah, I believe it's fan made and mm-hmm. it's amazingly fun. And uh, I wish wish you guys had played it so you can make a comparison. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about it when I was playing this, but that's about as far as I got. <laughs> so, I mean, in that, are you just playing as the humans zipping around all over the place? Or? Yes. Okay. Um, like the I feel like the controls are very advanced, mm-hmm. but. You know, once you get used to them, it's very fun and very satisfying. And there's like this huge element of mastery there. Uh-huh. So like, uh, you you um, so your um, your what do you call it? Call it your your air gear, your three D maneuver gear. Uh huh. Um, th- there are three different buttons to control it, and you you free look with the mouse, and you have this ri- this uh, reticule. Th- th- you have a center mark and like two side marks. You can hit like the main button to fire both uh, sides of your air gear, and they will. If they both hit, they'll like pull you forward really fast. Mm-hmm. Or you can individually aim your left and right air gear at your reticule. Oh god! And then you, <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's like a physics game, pretty much. So like, if you get really good, you can do some really amazing stuff, like. You can build up tremendous speed with like the right timing, mm-hmm. or you can like, like just like free swing around a titan, alternating like left right left right, mm-hmm. and like a good aim. Hmm. So yeah, and and the titans are very dangerous in that game too. Yeah, you don't want to tangle with more than one at once usually. <laughs> yeah. I believe it also has multiplayer like okay. co op. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's. It's really amazing for like a little free fan web game. Do they do they have like a music or anything like that in there, or do they not risk it? Or there no, there's no music. Okay, I believe there's three different characters that are slightly different. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, okay. it, it's pretty easy to Google up, and I played it on my stream like a couple months ago. Okay, you can watch me like go from like learning the game to like getting really good and over the course of a couple hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, some part of this game too, there's a lot of like kind of momentum stuff, maybe not as much as what you're talking about with this PC one, but like, let's say you just took down a Titan. And I mean, if you just start, you know, immediately using your uh, maneuver gear right after that, you can just keep on going. Even if you're zipping around, you hit the ground, you'll be running like a lot faster than you could like regularly and stuff. So, I mean, there's still like a lot of, momentum stuff yeah and, it, and that's too. like really fun to play with i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i mean yeah that's it's really cool and uh, another really great thing about this game too since it's you know officially licensed and all that stuff they have you know well first of all they have the opening you know original uh opening from the for the anime and stuff like that and it's right. you know that's just a great song and they have the video and everything and there are tons of just different anime cutscenes and crap just sprinkled throughout the game are they in 3d no, I, that's I was kind of disappointed, Aww. but yeah, I understand because they would have had to like completely, you know, redo everything. Effort, exactly. And it's you know, Spike Chunsoft. I was just glad that I can actually play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so that's really cool. And like I said, story mode it follows you know the, the main character Aaron Yeager and his friends uh, Mikasa and Armin. And there's also, like, DLC available right off the bat where you can play as this guy named Levi, and he's, like, this kind of hotshot badass from the Survey Corps, and he's just awesome. Stone Cold Killer. Exactly. Almost as cool as Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) 
Um, but I don't know, Tim. So you know, when you're going through all these story modes, does it just me or do these things feel like really similar? Just you're, when you're playing as like Aaron, then you start playing as Mikasa, and you know you're switching around and stuff. I don't know. How did you feel about that? Did you feel it was too similar? Did you feel they gave you enough different things to do? Uh, it felt like I just played the exact same level two times in a row with a character with different colored hair. <laughs> Pretty much. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, sometimes, like, like for example, let's say you're playing as a main character, Aaron, and you have to, your objective is to kill, like, you know, X amount of Titans. And then you play the same mission as Armin, this little kind of pansy dude. <laughs> and he has to, like, go and, like, revive people or search for items or something like that. And killing the Titans isn't really a big deal, but... I don't know. So it kind of gives a little bit of variety to the gameplay, but I mean, it's essentially you're playing like the same stages, usually three times. Um, but I don't know. Did you get the DLC stuff? Yeah, but I haven't I haven't tried it out yet. How is okay. it? It's not bad. It seems like there's a little bit more stuff to do. Um, it's not quite as cut, cut and paste. You know, just put it in different anime head. You know. Um, so it's, it's not bad. And apparently there's another one coming as well at some point here in the near future. It's already listed on the, uh, DLC section of the game. It's just, you know, kind of blacked out, but, um, so aside from the story mode, which won't really take you that long, maybe about four hours or something, they have this mode called world mode. And basically with this, you can create your own character and you go on missions you level them up, you get to choose, you know, different attributes and stuff that you want to, you know, level up. You have a lot more, you have to worry a lot more about your items and stuff like that. Um, Because, you know, like I said, you can use the gas and the blades and stuff like that. But in the mission mode, it's usually like, well, if you run out of those in a regular mission, you're probably doing something wrong because you can finish most missions in like, you know, a minute or two. Um, But yeah, I mean, you're constantly using like the same items and stuff. So you need to you know, buy new gas, buy more blades, and stuff like that. And uh, so, Tim, did you play much of the world mode? I, yeah, I spent more time playing playing in world mode. I found that much more compelling than the single player. I like creating your character because uh, they're they're not as powerful as the story characters. So, like when he first flies away in his maneuver gear, his arms are kind of flailing and he doesn't look so fluid. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little more a little more exciting. A little more challenging. Yeah, and one really cool thing about it, too, is because, well, if you first start out, you have, like, no partners, and that can get tricky really fast because I think there's one mission where you have to kill, like, seven titans, but then, like, four of them are bunched up together, and then they grab you, and typically, if one grabs you, you can keep moving around, like, the circle pad, and then, like, one of your partners will just cut you free. But if there's nobody to cut you free, they just eat you. (laughs) So, So... Yeah, but the way that you can get these soldiers, you have like a a barracks section in this uh, world mode where you can buy characters with in-game like currency or uh, resources and stuff. Or if you street pass people, you can just have them come on your team. And these are basically just characters that other players just create. And, you know, they can be high level depending on how much they played. You know, all that stuff kind of carries over. So that's really cool. Um yeah, so it's kind of like you're actually building up your own army <laughs> in a way, which is actually really rad. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff to do in the world mode. I mean, like I said, you can recruit more characters. Um, you can uh, like upgrade the shops and stuff like that. And 
uh, all sorts of other crap. I think craft new kinds of weapons and yeah, you actually have to hunt for rare materials and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff to do even after you beat the story mode with this game. So it's that's really cool. So, I, you know, I guess to close it out for me, uh, I thought it was a really solid game. It's really fun to use the 3D maneuver gear. The camera kind of sucks, especially in the Titan stages, kind of in you know the 3D maneuver gear stages. But yeah, the integration with the anime is really good. Uh, you know, voiceovers, I guess sometimes and. Um, you know, cutscenes from anime, stuff like that. So, um, now, do you think it's worth uh, the five thousand yen, which is like fifty U.S. dollars or more, for people to import? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> I, yeah. I reviewed it on the side. I gave it a seven five, and I mean, oh, another thing too. I mean, there is co-op multiplayer that you can play in the game. Uh, you can play with up to four other players locally. <laughs> um. Which I think is it's really a damn shame that they did that because, I mean, I'm typically not around people to play games like this. Right, right. You know? And I, I know in Japan, it's, you know, Japanese kids, whatever, high school kids, they, they are, and they, they're in these type of situations where they can do this. But, you know, for me personally, it just doesn't really work for me, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, so Tim, did you have any other things you wanted to say about this game that from your time playing it, or...? Um, just, no, <laughs> I, can't, I can't recommend it for, for that price. It's so expensive. It does make you feel like you're in the anime sort of, but it's just a little clunky. The presentation isn't quite there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're a super fan of the series, maybe go for it. I mean, if you're importing this, be, be aware that there is a lot of Japanese, you know, no furigana, there's tons of kanji and this stuff like that. So it's not really import friendly um, in that sense. But it, it's, it can be fun, you know, from time to time. So. Yeah, there's a lot of menus. <laughs> menu after menu. Yeah. Uh... Definitely. definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, aside from Attack on Titan, I've been playing tons of stuff. Like, I, I had... I'm not going to talk too much about it. I, I bought Steamworld Dig because um, I recently listened to Don's post-mortem interview with uh, Image Inform, the guy, Brian, I think his name is. And it was really interesting just to hear kind of the behind the scenes with how the game got, you know, on the eShop and stuff like that. And, and I bought the game and it's it's a ton of fun. And um, yeah, I highly recommend it for those of you out there looking for some kind of a unique side-scrolling, not really platformer, it's just a digging simulation <laughs> uh, oh yeah simulation. i love digging <laughs> yeah it's like advanced dig dug i guess i don't know um and dig dug's awesome yeah but, dude yeah uh yeah so i think for now it's gonna go ahead and do it for me so we're gonna go ahead and move on And Ty is going to go ahead and go with the new business here now. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been replaying games. Okay. Uh, I replayed Resident Evil 4. Ooh. Yeah. And I replayed... Well, I didn't replay Assassin's Creed 3, but it's old, so we can 
say it is. Say I did. Okay. <laughs> and we can also pretend I did it on a Nintendo platform. Of course, you love your touchscreen controls or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, Resident Evil 4 is still really good and really fun. Mm-hmm. Age as well. Were you playing it on Xbox, Wii, GameCube, PS2, I have, iPhone? I have <laughs> played it on all of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I will say, I actually like the Wii controls the best. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. One of my friends, when I bought that, like the Wii version, yeah. he played through the game exclusively with the classic controller. And I was like, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, you're doing it wrong, man. You have like dude, the dude, GameCube like, version. You know, you know, like, like I, I'm pretty harsh on the Wii but and the controller, but man, it's just perfect for that game. That game was made for the Wiimote and vice versa. It's just too good. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think I ever beat it on the Wii. Because I think right before it came out, I had beaten it on the GameCube like a few months before. I just bought it because it was like 20 bucks, And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I didn't do it. <laughs> My friend did. I just watched him play. I think that's probably why I didn't play. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, I was in Japan at the time. And I, w- okay. I was, you know, killing time until Smash Brothers came out. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I really like Resident Evil 4. I'll just I'll just uh buy this Wii version and yeah, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Yeah. And uh I I was also like paying attention to the Japanese subtitles cuz it keeps the original uh English voice acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the ballistics line? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the subtitle for that was really disappointing. Oh, man. It's like, what wow, is... she has big boobs. Oh, God, I figured that's what it would be. Just so obvious and just lame. Man. <laughs> okay. You, well. you got you to gotta have jokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, Japanese jokes aren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> or takes on English jokes are just too literal. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah well, how, many, how many times have you played through this game, man? Um... I don't know, like five or so. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, like, okay, so I'm playing the 360 version. Uh huh. Yeah, I just cruise through it on normal, get all the achievements. There's an achievement to get eaten by that huge fish salamander thing in the lake. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Find that little Easter egg. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just, like, I went through it. Now I'm going through it again to get the profession, the professional achievement. Like a boss. Okay, yeah. Let's see. Assassin's Creed 3. Um, You know, I, I mostly just wanted to get it out of the way. So I'll be ready to play Assassin's Creed Awesome Pirate Edition. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to order some rum off of Amazon and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. Um. You know, it's fun. It's still very Assassin's Creedy, mm-hmm. even without like the the huge cities uh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I you know I think Johnny had touched on this on a uh, kind of semi recent episode of RFN, but you know I think the the frontier section I think it's really cool. Like when you first see it, because you're like, oh my god, this thing is huge. There's so much stuff to do, and then. It just kind of gets to a point where, like, ah, this is annoying, <laughs> you know, to kind of go through that. Have you got to that point yet, Ty? Yeah, or... yeah I mean, I finished the game. 
Okay, okay. I I, uh, I didn't do any of the side stuff. Oh, really? really. Okay. I just went like straight through mission, 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 mission. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I played through Assassin's Creed 3 last year and I did a lot of side stuff. I mean, I think in Assassin's Creed 2, I did everything that you could possibly do, even finding all those stupid feathers, which is stupid. I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, like like I I'm also gradually like getting all the achievements in all the old games. I actually found all the flags in Assassin's Creed 1. Oh man, I Never was close. again. Yeah, I was really close to that and then I just stopped. But yeah, I mean, I got, you know, full achievement points on Assassin's Creed 3. I don't know what bug crawled up my ass to make me want to do that. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm going to do it eventually, probably after I play Black Flag. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about the ship combat? I, I thought it was pretty cool. I Man, I, I had intended to go back to a lot of, like, the extra stuff with the ship stuff, but I just didn't. Um, I don't know. Then there was a point, <laughs> one instance when I was playing, I was, like, really close to, like, the shore, and I got stuck. My boat was just stuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then this guy was just kind of just, you know, sailing around. And I don't know, I had like a good shot, a bunch of good shots on him. So I sunk his ass. But, you know, I eventually wiggled myself out of that little weird alcove. Wow. <laughs> but. Um, Mutiny ahoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you know, overall I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really kind yeah. of a nice addition to the game. Yeah. I was kind of pissed that you couldn't wear that captain's outfit, like outside of the, you know, yeah, boat. Geez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Talking to, to like a lot of other people, like a lot of people said they really hated that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I thought it yeah. was amazingly fun. Yeah. So yeah, I was. So I'm really looking forward to the pirate one. Yeah, because I mean, it, it changes up kind of this the whole series. I mean, because you're not just doing the same stuff. This is an extra thing to do. And now with Black Flag, this is the main thing that you do, or something. You know, there's at least a majority of the game, or something, right? Yeah. So yeah, but like you know, I'll, I'll also before this, I played through Revelations, oh, and, and that had some dumber kind of <laughs> side stuff. Like there's that pseudo RTS tower defense shit you have to do. Yeah, I heard about that. I did not care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't seem like fun, and I, I you know, I, I, ne- I didn't play that or Brotherhood. Yeah, and I think at the time I just didn't have any extra money, so I didn't buy it, and then. You know, I just yeah. got number three and said, ah, I don't need to go back now. But Yeah. You know, Brotherhood is still my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Um, okay. I think it has the best multiplayer. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And I put a ton of time into that multiplayer, and I will continue to do so. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I just played my first Assassin's Creed a couple weeks ago. I got yeah? a, a number three on the Wii U. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely a Ubisoft game. Like, they make these huge, amazing worlds, and they're so compelling, but there's just something a little off for me. Like, Mm. I thought the AI was a little weird, Mm, and I'm not a fan of games where you can just push B to counter everything and become, like, this invincible, awesome guy. Mm. So, like, I would just run into packs of enemies, and I'd just keep pushing B, and you counter everything, and it was kind of too easy. Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, it seems like they definitely simplified it with each iteration of the game. Um, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit more complicated. Maybe not complicated, but just harder to do maybe in the older ones. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but I don't know. I know one thing I really hated about the third one, like you have to do like sometimes you have to do stealth missions. Those are just shitty, and they just suck. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the game's just not made for that because sometimes you're 
you're, you know, creeping around in the bushes and you come up to a fence and, oh shit, I climbed over the fence and everyone saw me, you know, it's kind of dumb, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember a couple of those instances where it's yeah. just, uh, yeah. Like Tim, how far did you get man in the game? Oh, maybe three or four hours into it. Okay. And then I started mm. playing other things. Oh, okay. I was going to say, did you stick with it or. <laughs> yeah. I might recommend like you grab Assassin's Creed two, like, you know, for 10 bucks out of a bargain bin or, well, I guess that might not happen in Japan, but, but, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Cause like I say, the world is so compelling and it yeah. seems like the lore is really cool, but I just felt so lost coming in so late. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, two like has like, um, it, it, it's really strong in, uh, what makes Assassin's Creed a good series, I think. Yeah. You get the the big cities, but you also have some open areas. But, you know, the big cities are more fun, and that's where you're going to spend most of your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the characters are a lot more amusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes, like, in 3, what, the main character? <laughs> uh, he's kind of like a weirdo. He's a huge <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah, he's he kind of like a like a hot-headed douchebag. Yeah. He's like Ryo Zuki from Shinmu, just fucking coming up to random people. Hey! He's like, man, fuck you, dude. Who do you think you are? You know? It's kind of, yeah, it's exactly what he's like. Just coming up. Well, first of all, problems. never sully the name of Ryo Hazuki again. Hey, no. <laughs> I think he's I think he's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. You know? Sh- Shinmu 3, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Kickstarter least- it. Yeah, release it least... in like webcomic format i don't even care i don't even care anymore <laughs> yeah as long as you can tell me where i can find some sailors yeah, yeah dude. exactly exactly try heartbeats bar <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, did i tell you guys i've actually been there yokosuka in the area where his house is supposed to be and there's just like a big hospital there uh <laughs> disappointing <laughs> like there it is. okay that's a hospital <laughs> so yeah Anyway, <laughs> that's a damn shame. It was. I did find something that said something about Tom, so he's still around. He went, he came back from Canada. He has like a building now, not just a hot dog truck. So, boom, boom. <laughs> um. Anyway, Ty, is that all? Well, I know I'm not gonna ask that all you've been playing because I know you've always played tons of shit. Yeah, but but uh, is that no. all f- from here? Or? Um. Well, well, there's a certain game. That I, that um I've been anticipating mm-hmm. for seventeen years. Yes. Yes. I think, and I think I know what this game is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> what we'll what we'll do here for a quick moment, we'll go ahead and take a little bit of a break. Uh, Tim really didn't have much to say in terms of new business. There's one game he wants to talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. But next, you know, Ty and I both have. You know, we're both in the next generation right now. We're both living the future or something. Uh, so, and of course, talking about, you know, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, here on the other side of the musical break, we're going to go ahead and kind of talk about our initial impressions with the systems and what we like about them. So, uh, we'll be right back after this little break. But before that, we have a special segment of new business coming right at you. Yeah. 
All right, welcome to another little segment for new business. Uh, we have a special guest here today, Mr. Don Koopman. Hello, how you hello. How are you, how you doing here today, man? It's the day before. It's the day of Christmas Eve, so a couple of hours before the Christmas Eve, before the, all the stuff is actually happening, I can do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm that's doing good. A, yeah, that's always a good feeling, being able to do absolutely nothing. I like that. Yeah. Um, for Japan, yes. never, for Japan never stops, man. Japan never Pretty, stops. Well, except for the you know ATMs, they just like to stop <laughs> because they're just too overworked. Uh, no, God, since I recorded the last segments that you guys have already previously listened to, I'm just getting deeper and deeper into this Christmas virus that Santa Claus decided to drop off to me, so that's fun. Wonderful. But, yeah, but, you know, Don, he always plays a lot of, like, new uh, games and stuff like that, and uh, I just definitely wanted to get him in here so he can tell us about some of this cool new stuff that's uh, from Japan that I haven't had a chance to play, and probably not very many people outside of Japan I've had a chance to play. So, yeah, just wanted to hear what he had to say about a couple of these titles. So, um, with that said, Don, what do you have first up for us here today, man? At first, I was going to make a joke and say the Hello Kitty uh, cooking rhythm game. <laughs> but I actually did download that. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, maybe we should not talk about that. Maybe not. I don't know. It's compelling. I have no idea. No, it's not compelling at all. Okay, it's, okay. It's, it's it's a big piece of trash, but there you go. <laughs> okay. It's the worst rhythm game of 2014, so that's the category uh. already given away. Um, <laughs> but let's that was standing. Let's actually talk about Geist Crusher, which is from yeah Capcom, and when it means that I like a Capcom game, it usually doesn't sell really well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, it happened <laughs> with like um, Street Fighter versus Tekken, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. But nobody really bought, and then hmm. um, and then you have, of course, the infamous and the always existing well in our minds, the X Troopers. Yeah, X Troopers. It's definitely a pity that that is never going to be released outside of Japan. It's a really fun game, and I think a lot of people, like a lot of listeners and stuff like that, that's something that they can really dig. It's it, yeah, it's like a third person shooter, but it's kind of simplified, and it's just a lot of fun. And it looks great yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, I finished it in January of this year, so uh, for me, it actually counts as one of my top tier titles of 2014. Okay. Uh, simply, mm-hmm. simply because I couldn't finish it because hey, the Wii U came out, so hey, I had to give my attention to that. Sure. But um, it still deserves some love, so I'm definitely going to write something up for the year of 2014, but and talk about it, but maybe on a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, but the title we're talking about today, again, is Geist Crusher, which is this um, action game. I, th- I think you played the demo. Yeah, yeah, I played it at Tokyo Game Show. Okay. Um, did you play the demo on the eShop? I did not. Okay, so I, th- I think I... it's pretty much the same demo anyway. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. So in in that demo, you basically um, took on, like, had this like this, this suit, which is made was, was based on an animal. And then you had to fight, like, a bunch of enemies in, like, three different sections. Um, and then at the fourth section, section, you actually had to fight a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you defeated the boss and destroyed the orb at the end, you will get a new suit. Mm-hmm. Basically, that is what the game is about for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And at first, that might sound maybe really boring to you. And... <laughs> Maybe that sounds like it, but you have to realize these levels are really short and they're like perfect for like a handheld game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really 
well tailored for it. I mean, I could play like a level even if I lose it within like like seven or eight minutes. Okay, okay, and yeah. and still have something out of it. Um, the interesting thing, so at surface level, it doesn't seem as deep, but then you have to realize that all of these suits also level up, mm-hmm. um, and you can only level them. <coughs> you can only level them up by um, defeating like these levels, and you get actually points out of these, and these points can be transferred to the suits to level them up. Mm-hmm. And you have to do this for every suit individually, so there is some like management stuff you have to do. And this is required because, like, there are four different, like, elementals in this game, um, which all act differently, and every suit has different attacks, and, like, you kind of have to figure out what works for you. Uh-huh. So there's a, a lot of management involved, and that can be a bit finicky, uh-huh. um, but it's mostly, like, really straightforward. Okay. Um, but what makes it actually more deeper than than it now already is... Is that every so you have four playable characters that I've seen so far, um, mm-hmm. and every playable character has different attacks of each suit. I mean, not with the so you have like a basic mode and a weapon mode. Mm-hmm. In the basic mode, every like character has a different attack with that suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also have to keep that in mind, which is another additional layer that you have to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, while like the if you go in weapon mode, everybody every character will act the same. They're yeah, they're okay. they're no different there. For gotcha. the when there are some benefits to using like weapon mode because you have to like break enemies or have a shield or do specific like things. But mm-hmm. when you're mostly in basic mode, you will get like every character you have a totally different experience regardless of um, you just used once. That the one suit for one character, but when you go an offbeat and try something different, you will really quickly find that um, it will play out like also really completely differently in quite not sometimes. <laughs> okay. Because I found with the basic suit, like the red one, um, that like the normal character will have like very basic like attacks, which he will use his fists and like a jump kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the other characters mostly use projectiles. So you so you fire projectiles with like a, a flame essence to it, and then like in a very small space, he destroyed all of these like these enemies. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's interesting stuff to like toy with that stuff. It's so very fun to experiment with, but at the same time, the game is surprisingly challenging because originally this was like pointed as as a kids game, mm-hmm. and I don't really think that's the case at all. I yeah, mean, I was kind of I was kind of curious about that because even just from playing the demo at TGS, I was thinking to myself, "Man, this is actually kind of hard." Because I went through like one stage and I got to the boss and I ended up dying, and I was like, "Geez, this is actually kind of challenging." And I mean, it's, it's treasures involved in some capacity. Um, I, I don't know exactly what. I mean, you know, something with development of the game, obviously. But they they, they, they developed this. Okay. Okay. There it is. Um, so I get to see with them involved how maybe uh, there could be a, diff- a bit of a level of challenge, but then again, at the same time, well, this is, I mean, this is kind of like a new initiative for Capcom. I mean, there's this anime that came out in like October here that I have not really seen anything about at all, and I don't know any kids that know any about this stuff too. I mean, I work at a school, so, you know, I 
kids would talk about this type of thing if they if it was really popular. But yeah, so that's kind of disappointing. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the game is in its own right is really fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. um, just playing a quick level. Um, toying around with these suits is like really insanely fun and mm-hmm. th- you get some rewards out of it for like really playing it and really playing it proper because you can like unlock these um, when, when you uh, have like gained enough experience you can like transform like for a very short time like your character into a, one of these beasts and use their attacks like against like another beast of all these other opponents which right, is right. which makes it an entire like an entire big spectacle and makes it really really impressive looking, and the game really shines on the 3ds for that. And I mean, the game in itself is just fun to play, but um, and and the story is easy enough to follow. I mean, you are an organization trying to save the world, so hey, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I f- I feel a bit. Saddened that it's one again one of these games that uh, really does everything well, makes it really tech as a handheld game, but mm-hmm. nobody really plays it. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen sales figures on this game at all? I, I don't. Think yeah, it, it, I, I've I've seen like sales figures, but the, those sales figures are not really good. They're even worse than EX Troopers. Good God. Yeah, they didn't even chart in the top twenty in the first week. So. Okay, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I think they were at 31. Okay. Hmm. And that's the first week, so keep that in yeah. mind. When, when yeah. a game... Di- uh, for like people who are context, who don't really follow like Japanese sales or Japanese news, when your new game debuts on the 31 spot on the top 50, that's usually where all the old games go after being for being there for a good year. Right, right. So when, when your game ends up there... That's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, not a good it's, starting point. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in the week afterwards, so I I don't think it's there. I mean, yeah. I, I think it has already died down. Hmm. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I mean I mean admittedly the game isn't as fantastic as the X Troopers, which even shines even brighter and has this like full length, like really interesting sort of campaign. Mm-hmm. Um but all that we're standing, like, this game is still really, really impressive for what it is, and I kind of, you know, the stuff that it does, I mean, it, it's kind of repetitive, but at the same time, you can make it make it yourself, like, own worth it to, like, mix it up and change it up the way you see fit. Mm-hmm. So, it's not really an issue for you there, um, and, it's, and it's still, like, really addicting to play, Um it, it it just it just really annoys me because it, I I I think that um, for what they have done with it and the way they presented it is really clever, but it's way harder than they make it look. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you really have to be strategic with how you move. Uh, the weapons um, all f- function very differently, so you have to learn your way through those. I mean, all of the little bits you have to learn. I think. It becomes too complicated for actually for a kids game. I actually think like it's more a game for young adults or like people who like dumb stuff. And I like <laughs> dumb stuff, so I really uh-huh. love this. Um, but it's 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 a weird thing that that they aim it for kids, but it it's not necessarily made for kids. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and there's a weird disconnect there where they shoot high for this kids-like franchise when it's actually, like, a really tough game and I don't think any, like, regular skilled, like, even if you're, like, a decent 
enough game where as a as a as a child i don't think i think you will still struggle like a lot sure sure i mean there's no difficulty mode you're stuck with what the game gives you okay so, so you so you have to learn to counter your attacks proper know what kind of like elemental enemies you will encounter and know what the hell you're doing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a game where you constantly have to keep focus and keep your focus on the top screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily for everyone, even if you are a gamer, because I think that some people necessarily can't find patience in, in an action game, but there's a surreal balance there which you kind of have to learn. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, so you, you said you're almost close to the end. Um, you're pretty close to the end or whatnot. So, um, I guess, okay. In terms of like progression throughout the game, does it get more challenging, like at a a decent like pace or is it just always kind of the same? Uh, Yeah, it it becomes challenging at a decent pace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's okay. It's kind of balanced in that respect, I guess. Okay. That's good. It's growing with, with how you grow your levels basically pretty much. Okay. That doesn't mean if you, even if you're like five levels higher, it still doesn't stop being changing. But at least you have an edge and can deal damage a bit faster. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, um, you have any other thoughts on this game that you want to get out there? Um. Well, the game looks nice and it sounds nice. So there mm-hmm. you go. Okay. I, th- I think if if people want to watch, they can just go if they have a 3ds to the, to Miiverse. Hop onto the Japanese communities and look at just look at some screenshots. Oh, okay, yeah, right on. Because they can finally view it themselves. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool. All right. Well, what else have you been playing, Don? Um, so I've been playing a bunch of eShop stuff. Um, top of my head, I've been playing Picross E4 mostly, um, and I've been playing. What else I've been playing? I've been playing this this adventure man game. This um, one of these. What is it like? These these smaller games. This is one publisher, D free publisher. Um, mm-hmm. The simple series. There you go. Okay. The, the simple series. And it's called the Inventory the Inventory Man, which is a port of a PS2 game, and it looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's the. I mean, if I had to give like an award for like. The game that looks terrible in the most funny of ways, and the game that's fundamentally broken in like more days, more ways than one. That game would at least get one award of those. What about that one Camaro game that you reviewed for the eShop from Europe? It does not exist. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Camaro Worldwide 3D. That was a fun read. I got to edit that one, and I thought that was a lot of fun to read. So if you guys out there want to read about a god-awful game that you should never buy, um, read about this, because it sounds pretty awful. <laughs> the Chevrolet Camaro, Camaro Worldwide 3D Review. There you go. I have a plug out of the way. That notwithstanding, yeah. that game does not exist. Okay. Well, I like I, one of the points about that review that I like you made. You said, you know, this has made me, you know, not only do I not even want to even play this game anymore. After playing the game, I don't even want to even see anything about this brand of car. It's like <laughs> must have been uh, doing a really good job there. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, it says on the on the on the kilometer thing. It said two hundred and twenty kilometers. Well, in reality, I think I was going thirty or something. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, um, but, but going back to the inventory, man, it's pretty much like this, like this 
this this first person like Call of Duty esque shooter. Okay. And that sounds and it sounds really really awful because it is. <laughs> you have to and you have to like solve these really awful puzzles and play these really really awful level designs. Was this like a first person shooter or something? Uh, a, a third person. Okay. Okay. Playing it from a third person perspective. Got it. And everything about it is also kind of broken. It's not as broken as Camaro Worldwide, <laughs> but it's still really broken. Mm-hmm. And not as broken as that god awful chat application that we talked about at the start of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's that thing. That also does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's let's talk about like the the main thing I kind of want to talk about, which is. And that is Swords and Darkness, which is a game from Arc System Works. Okay, get your jokes out of the way now. Yeah, I. Yeah, boo. <laughs> you're playing too many Arc System Works games while you're still giving them money. You are the problem, Dan. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Are we done? Cool. Yes. Yeah, great. So, I actually really like this game. Mm hmm. Um, it's actually one of the best artwork system works of 2014. Not a category given away. Fantastic. <laughs> it should be um, a category. Yeah, this is, we could do this forever. Um, regardless, um, yeah, so this is kind of like, um, how can I best describe this? This is, um, in in some ways, this has like a, a battle system to it that just, that's a bit like Kunio Kun, but not really because it has more of a medieval style to it of sorts and everything. Uh huh. Um, and you can also like buy like new weapons, uh, upgrade your character, uh, progress through levels, and do all of this like interesting stuff. And you go through this like this this castle, this dungeon, um, and explore at your own pace and talk to characters. Uh, destroy enemies and fight devious bosses. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting, interesting enough, like the the cutscenes, and there are a few with some uh, spoken dialogue are actually in English. Okay. Hmm. So I could completely follow without even looking at the screen or looking at the text that was presented to me, mm-hmm. which was uh, a nice change of pace for once, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe also shows the intention that they might bring this over to the West. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a surprisingly neat game. I mean, um, I think they do this weird thing where like the the backgrounds are in three D, but the the characters are a bit sprite ish. Uh huh. Okay. But um, they it, it's a similar thing when I did it with Kuyokun, and I I really like how it looks. I mean, it, I mean it's a weird off thing, especially when you are not really familiar with like like sprites. Um, maybe that would look god awful to you. I think it yeah. looks, I think it looks like insanely cute for some mm-hmm. reason. I okay. mean, the, the, the enemies, and even the enemies, which sometimes like are like all these, these really threatening and like have all darkness around and there's this dark aura, are still no, well, it's still kind of cute. <laughs> it, it's okay. it, it, it's cute in like the worst of in the worst of ways. Okay. Okay. I mean, and it's made by um, uh, A Plus Games, uh, which is one of their studios that like um, Arc System Works like really actively works with. Okay. And I, I didn't, I never liked one of their games because um, I mean, most of their games have been mostly like simplistic and not really like 
visually like really impressive. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is. I, I can really get behind this. This is like for what it is and what they do. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's. If I remember it correctly, it's like a one thousand yen game. Okay. And for that, for that, for that kind of like price, it's like perfect to play because you get this like full like adventure in this castle with all the all the perks that come like with a game you would expect. And it's um, it, it, uh, no, I I like it. I mean, I don't have much. I would repeat myself overly if I say the same things, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's uh, it's surprisingly good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I you know I glanced at this a little bit, uh, then I immediately turned away because I was like, oh, Arc System works okay. No, <laughs> but hmm. yeah, I don't know if there's a demo out for this or not. I, I no, there's not. There, there's no demo, so I had to try this like. Uh, <laughs> Like instantly, uh-huh, yeah. But so, uh, no safe but, way to go about it, huh? Yeah, but um, no. I mean, you have magic, you have like your power, you have HP, you have all the stuff you have to deal with. I mean, it's it's pretty much like uh, a brawler with all the with all the perks of like a, a an action RPG. Uh huh. Okay. So no, it's it, it's 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 quite enjoyable. It's it's, it's surprisingly fun. Cool. Well, if that ever does make it out to the United States and you see the name Arc System Works anywhere, don't worry. This one's actually surprisingly okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I actually, I think, I think it would be an eight worthy. Actually. Oh wow. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has a few problems. I mean, I don't. I think that the progression goes a bit slow in the beginning. Uh huh. Um, and they really just give you like a big list of everything you need to do with your controls instead mm-hmm. of naturally explaining it to you. So that that start is a bit weird, but mm-hmm. um, for everything else, no, it's um, you don't get lost very often. It's it's pretty straightforward, so for a bit, still a bit challenging, and um, there is still a lot of things to explore for all of that. So no, it's 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 interesting. Cool. Well, um, you know, I know that you always play tons and tons of stuff, but I think today we're just going to do two things because uh, Don's going to come back a little bit later in the show, and we're going to talk about uh, one of some of his favorite games of 2013 from uh, Japan. And um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and move on to the next segment, but you'll hear from Don and myself again uh, here pretty shortly. Okay. So we're here to, uh, to talk to you about some next-gen stuff. Ty and I both have, you know, next-gen consoles. Um, I, I'll go ahead and get us kicked off here. Uh, you know, I, I bought a PlayStation 4. Actually, I'd gotten it through uh, Matt Walker, former Famicast uh, member, and, you know, just all-around nice guy. I mean, he didn't give it to me. You know, I paid him money. <laughs> but, um, no, so I got mine, I think, at the beginning of December, and yeah, I have to say, um, overall, I'm really impressed. Like, you know, I've never been a huge fan of the DualShock. Actually, I kind of hate it, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. You know, those joysticks are so close together, and it's just, I don't know, there's so many things I just don't really like about the controller overall. But I think, you know, with the PlayStation 4 controller, they really did a great job of, well, first of all, the joysticks are a little bit more spread out. Uh, they're just more comfortable to hold. There's, you know, little divot things in it so your thumbs aren't like sliding off and um yeah it just feels really great so i'm really satisfied with that um 
Uh, Ty, I guess. It, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, how does it make you feel that uh, internal Sony study showed that the controller would be better and more comfortable with the with with the swap uh, D pad and left stick position, but they decided not to in order to keep that you know classic look and branding. You know, I think if I would have if I would have saw that before I actually held the thing, I probably would have been kind of pissed off about it. <laughs> But, you know, actually playing it with, with it like this, like I said, just the joysticks are just far enough apart now where it's not as big of a pain in the ass. I think it feels fine. I mean, you know, I really enjoyed the 360 controller. I mean, I do have a couple of issues with that. But, no, this this time I, I, I think they did a great job on the sticks. They feel great, even though that location is, you know, it's kind of a weird place to have it. But I think it works out just fine. Well, that's so. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ty, obviously, you had your hands on the Xbox Xbox One controller. Do you like that better than the 360 controller, or where does it stack on your list of you know favorite controllers that you've ever used? Oh man, well, my my list of favorite controllers is exotic and bizarre. So <laughs> probably something with, with like fighting game sticks and stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go into a straight <laughs> comparison here. Like, okay, okay, I have both controllers in my lap right now. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing you notice about the Xbox One controller is it's really lightweight. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, the controller with double A's in it, it almost yeah. feels like it weighs less than like the the Xbox 360 controller without batteries, you know? Wow. Yeah, okay. it's really light. And uh, let's see. The buttons feel snappier, mm-hmm. even though, although it might just be because it's new, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I put in a lot of time on these, you know, uh, like the left and right shoulder buttons, like on the new controller, they're, they're bigger and they're clickier. Mm-hmm. Some people like that. Some people don't. Triggers are pretty amazing. Yeah. How's that rumble feature working for you? No, <laughs> uh, it rumbles, I guess. I don't even notice rumble anymore. Okay. I, I, I feel like I would notice if it didn't have rumble, you know what yeah. I mean? Then you'd be playing with a Wii Classic controller, uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It looks pretty comfortable to hold to me. I, yeah. I don't really know if I like that decision about the double A's. I think that's kind of stupid. But I don't know. Do you get like a good? Do you get to play for a, quite a while before they go dead? Or uh, well, they haven't gone dead yet, and I've been pl- I've played quite a lot. Okay. Like well, I, I've cool. only had it for a week. Oh yeah, and batteries came included. That was very nice of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so uh, I guess next we could talk about maybe what games that we had got with the system. And uh, so initially, you know, I bought Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed 4. Uh, Call of Duty, I, you know, I went ahead and completed. I haven't really played much of Assassin's Creed 4 yet just because I've been playing some other stuff. But um, also, like, right when I got my PS4, I also signed up for PlayStation Plus. Uh, I'd never been part of the service before. And I was like, hey, why not get some free games? And, you know, I got Resogun and... Um, well, yeah, I got Resogun, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, it's really cool. I'm definitely not the kind of guy that's going to get like 50 million points in the game and kick everyone's ass, but no, it's just really kind of a cool free little game to have. And, you know, Call of Duty is Call of Duty, you know, whatever. <laughs> I like, I like it every, every couple of, every couple of years or something, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I really dig the interface and how, easy it is especially to stream stuff and ty i know you're huge on streaming yeah so how well 
first, yeah, how does this compare, I guess, to your setup, right, that you had before you had X, Xbox One to doing stuff with the Xbox? Well, I, I think that the actual Twitch TV app, um, it, it's not available at launch. They're, like, still working on it. Okay. But there is a very nice feature where you can just upload clips, like, directly to Xbox Live. And, okay. Um other users can peruse them like by tag like there's like review or epic moments or so on epic fail (laughs) so like i was showing this to some friends and like they wanted to see you know forza so i'm like Mm -hmm. okay um we'll just go to some videos and look at some of these clips that people made and like you look at clips that people have uploaded like even in like the last 10 minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah some of them wow. are kind of choppy. I guess it depends on the user's like uh, upload speed, uh-huh. but yeah, it's also very useful. Like I was looking at Lego Marvel, uh-huh. and you know, there's some trailers for the game, but they they're just like cutscenes. They don't show you how you actually play the game, okay. so you don't know what kind of game you're getting into. So you just you know say fuck that, toss that aside, and then go directly into the user uploaded clips, and you can get a good look at. You know, what's going on in that game? How do you play? What's normal gameplay look like? Mm-hmm. Which I think is a really interesting tool for, um, you know, making purchasing decisions. Yeah, As- for real. Especially since you can uh, purchase, like, you know, all the games, like, right off the system. You don't have to wait for them to go up on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. At least so far. Yeah. And, yeah, I know, I think it's a really good idea, too, because, like you said, that's that's awesome. You could kind of make, you know, better informed decisions and stuff like that when it comes to purchasing stuff. And I know initially with the PlayStation 4, like, the only place you could actually watch this stuff was actually on, like, the Twitch website, like, on a computer. But it seems like with this update that they did here within the past couple of weeks, now there's, like, a, a section on PS4 where we could actually just watch stuff directly, you know, from the system, which is nice, you know. Yeah, well, um, I mean, even Xbox 3- 360 has had that for like a while now okay okay yeah yeah i'm glad that they you know they have that stuff it's really cool um and i think you know other people have talked about this too but it kind of changes like the whole dynamic of playing a game by yourself i mean as long as you have people watching you play i guess (laughs) um now you're playing and you know theoretically people can be watching you and saying stuff to you and you know kind of just making it gaming just a more social thing um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and you can use bad words on, <laughs> on like a certain other system. Yeah, which shall remain nameless. <laughs> but uh yeah, and you know, I I tried out a bit of the streaming too. It's super easy. You know, you can do uh Twitch or Ustream on PS4 and you know, I did it on Twitch and I was basically just up in no time doing stuff and showing people how bad I am at online Call of Duty multiplayer. Cool. But nobody watched, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so Ty, talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that you played on it, man. Like, I know there's one game in particular that yes. you might have been a little bit excited about. Yes, Killer Instinct. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, it finally happened after all these years. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, every year since 1996, you know, it's it's the sequel I've always wanted, and now mm-hmm. it's here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, bu- I bought, like, the Super Deluxe Edition with the pins Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I ordered two fight sticks. They're not here yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed a lot. Um, it, anyway, like, when I got my system, like, I got it, like, the night before I went to Tokyo for the mm-hmm. 
the monthly uh, final round bats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I updated it, downloaded all the Killer Instinct content, and just, like, took off to Tokyo <laughs> and uh, turned some Japanese people loose on it. <laughs> and, and, you know, Killer Instinct, the first two, they never came out in Japan. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, for for a lot of guys, like, it was, like, their first exposure to it. Like, you know, maybe they played the old Killer Instinct on an emulator or something. Maybe. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I was surprised at how positive the response was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the first thing, like, anybody said was, though, was how much they loved the announcer. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, he's in there. Um, it's great. Cool. You got so, k- 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 combo breaker. <laughs> cool. So you took it to final round bats, and yes, you'd mentioned that you'd taken it some other place. Yes, too. to uh, our favorite Tokyo Hunt uh, game bar A button. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, listeners of our previous uh, podcast might know this. It's, it's it's a nice little bar hidden away in Akihabara. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go in there and set up some games and play. And, like, a lot of industry guys will come in and just ha- hang out. You might meet somebody cool or famous or otherwise very interesting. So so I went in there, like, probably around midnight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the bar owner, like, it's pretty full up. And the bar owner tells me, it's like, hey, man, might not be able to do any games tonight. There's, like, an event going on. And... I'm like, huh? Okay, too bad. I brought something interesting though. He's like, oh yeah, what what what'd you bring me? What you got? And I said I got an Xbox One. He's like, oh shit, hook it up. <laughs> yeah. So so I went onto the back with uh where the big TV is, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some dudes that were there were like, I don't know, way too excited. Like they took their picture with the system and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, it's it's not that interesting, <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, and uh, turns out one of the guys there works on um, Grand Grand Turismo. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? So so he really wanted to see Forza. Uh huh. Yeah, I didn't buy it, but you know, I used that uh, cool feature I was talking about, where you can just download the user videos, and like you can very easily like find people doing all the goofy stuff uh in the game cool cool but yeah we played a lot of killer instinct and we played um dead rising the new one dead rising 3 you got that i don't have it but there's a downloadable demo okay okay yeah so that was fun right on yeah it's cool and uh, i was just telling ty in our little bit of a break that actually i was at game bar a button like the night before he was just with another friend so it's damn that's that's a shame it's a damn shame (laughs) yeah Hmm. cool that's really awesome man yeah that bar is great and actually when i went there on that friday night it was like early it was like only like 5 30 or something um i went there the place is already packed so my friend and i we had to sit at this table with some random dude who was like talking to himself (laughs) (laughs) kind of weird (laughs) but you know whatever we had a good time. I just wanted to show my friend this, this the bar. Cause hey, man, I don't go there for normalcy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But uh, now, and yeah, like you said, the bartender is like so cool. It's just like when I left, he's like, "Oh, hey man, sorry, you know, we, you know, we are so full, and you know, you couldn't really do anything." I was like, "Yeah, man, it's not a big deal." I don't know. So I, I mean, I cannot stress enough. If you, you know, come to Japan and you're in Tokyo, you need to go to that bar because it's just really cool. It's just a cool environment. Um, yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to make this whole episode just all about you know Xbox One or PS4, but I guess I do. I know, <laughs> but uh, I guess at this point, do you have any like closing thoughts or anything, Ty? About uh, the system? yeah, Killer Instinct is amazingly fun. It's pretty balanced. It has amazing music, mm-hmm. and it's coming to your home in 1995 only on Nintendo Ultra 64. <laughs> looking forward to 1995 <laughs> um oh yeah it all also comes with a classic killer instinct arcade version oh really if you buy okay. the swag version yeah okay okay we played a bit of that too okay yeah cool um yeah ps4 i i really enjoy it i'm probably going to get a vita here pretty soon just to kind of have the whole sony ecosystem i guess and stuff but uh no i really enjoy it i really think uh, playstation plus is great um you know online stuff is amazing and, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, more stuff with my PS4. So, um, yeah, so with that, this going to kind of go ahead and close us out of our game talk here this month. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move into the news. And, yeah, just on the other side of this musical break. All right, so news. So first we're going to go ahead and start out with Media Create Sales. Uh, these sales, the sales data is actually from December 9th to the 15th, the most recent data we had available at the time of this recording. Um, and yeah, so first of all, in terms of software, uh, this week that we're talking about was the week that Puzzle & Dragon Z, Z, whatever the hell you want to say, was released on 3DS, and it's going crazy. Uh, it's like 550,000 just then, and... Uh, Tim was just telling me that he had read on Silicon Era that it could very well be already over a million even at this point, which is, I don't know, <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> um, Would you characterize this game as the Japanese version of Candy Crush? Yeah, probably something like that. I mean, everybody plays it and, you know, everybody loves it, at least for now. I think... Personally, I think it's just like a flash in the pan. I think this is something that, you know, five years from now, nobody's going to care about. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, man, Gung Ho is making a shit ton of money off of this stuff. So, you know, good for them and the guys working there. Um, it's I... the free market. <clears throat> Run. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I, have this game on my on my phone. And, you know, I, I played it at TGS for 3DS and stuff. And, you know, it's fun, but I don't think it's, you know, A, I don't think it's worth 40 bucks on my 3DS. And then B, I don't know. I just don't think this many people should be paying for this when there's like a, essentially, I think, free version out there. Um, so, yeah. But, um, so you guys haven't played it at all then, huh? No. Nope. Okay. okay. I'm downloading it on my cell phone, though, right now. Cool. It's free. <laughs> yeah. This, the price is right. <laughs> um, yeah, next up on the software list, Pokemon X and Y still going pretty strong here. Uh, 159,000, already up at 3.36 million here in Japan. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, which actually, I think the week before we were recording right now, 
they were talking about how this is like basically the worst selling 3D Super Mario like ever. And yeah, it's definitely not doing too hot, but it's still considering the I think Wii U install base is, you know, 1.3 million. It's like 240,000 of these out right now. It sold through 57,000 that week. I mean, it's still, you know, shitty. And, you know, <laughs> talking about the dire situation of the Wii U is a completely different podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, not doing great, but still not god-awful. Um, and kind of rounding out the top five, actually coming at the number five spot, was Attack on Titan, uh, the game we just talked about. Uh, hit 42,000 that particular week. Uh, it's already up to over 100,000, 135,000 here in Japan. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Spike Chunsoft's making quite a bit of money off of this, hopefully. Um, yeah, in terms of hardware, uh, 3DS kind of mopping up the floor here, 181,000. Uh, you know, still going pretty strong uh, here, lifetime to date, uh, up to 14.22 million here in Japan. Wii U, not a bad week. But, you know, not really a great one either. Uh, 74,000 uh, here in Japan. It's just about 1.3 million. Um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, so I guess that kind of does it for you know, sales data and stuff like that. I don't want to get too deep into this stuff. but um, Numbers are so exciting, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, like I said, they're, uh, we use not in a good spot right now anywhere (laughs) but i think one kind of interesting thing to note too is you know obviously well maybe not obviously maybe you don't know playstation 4 is not out yet here in japan xbox one doesn't even have a released window (laughs) i heard september really yeah well whatever 2014 2015 (laughs) Uh, maybe maybe they'll get that uh, idol master exclusivity again (laughs) yeah but you know i don't know if people in japan even want these things not just it's not necessarily just something against the wii u i don't know if people even want home consoles anymore um i mean obviously all signs point the complete opposite with you know how good like 3ds does and stuff like that so i don't know in february february 28th release date here in japan for ps4 so uh, when it gets closer to that time we'll be able to maybe have a better idea you know, then and then the months after that, how, you know, new consoles are going <laughs> to fare here in Japan. Well, I was so. I was reading about the PS4 and there's a, a note from Amazon saying that they were all sold out and to be careful for your scalpers. Ah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something to look out for, I guess, at any hardware launch because you got the people that do that type of stuff. And, you know, I don't know. They can make money. Hey, good for them. It sucks for everyone else though that actually wants a system. <laughs> but um, yeah, so recently here uh, there was a Nintendo Direct on December eighteenth. I don't know if you guys had checked that out. Um, I saw afterward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are at least aware that it happened and stuff. Uh, Ty, if you're not now, you are. <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, a couple of different uh, bits of information came out. Um, honestly, after like the piss poor Wii sales and stuff, I almost expected Iwata to come out and just be like, oh my god, we suck, I'm going to kill myself. But that didn't happen. Just kind of just business as usual. Like, hey, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. We're doing great. And hey, uh, a Dynasty Warriors game featuring Link. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, it's like, when do we get excited <laughs> for Dynasty Warrior games? What kind of world do we live in now? Yeah, so... Yeah, that, that was basically one of the early things that they had talked about in the conference. Uh, the West has kind of been dubbing it as Hyrule Warriors, and Japan, it might actually have an official title. It's just called Zelda Musou, and it's kind of like the what the series of the games is called, like here, um, you know, different type of things, and then Musou at the end, even like Gundam, One Piece, whatever, all that stuff. But yeah, Koei Tecmo uh, developed thing. It's coming out on Wii U. Um, <clears throat> it's supposed to be hitting the Wii U this summer in Japan. So, I don't know. You know, I, I saw the trailer or the little bit of video footage that was in the direct. And it just looks like a Dynasty Warriors game with Zelda. I'm not particularly excited. You know, because it's like, you know, Koi Tecmo, it's probably going to be like fucking expensive, like, you know, 8,000, 9,000 yen because this is what they do with all of their games. Because <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> um, so that's ridiculous, and I hope that it's not god awfully expensive. But I'll probably be a dumbass and just buy it. It did, it did look fun though, like yeah. seeing Link. He looked really fluid and fast. It did look kind of fun. Yeah, and I thought it was cool because you know he's uh, with other like high rule soldier dudes and stuff like that out there on the field, which is something you don't really get to see in any Zelda game, like comrade type of things right. or just faceless, nameless, you know, comrades. I guess. Um, so that's kind of cool. And ho- hopefully that means some sort of multiplayer. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> we'll see. You know, it is a game on the Wii U um, where the internet doesn't exist, apparently. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Also, uh, another game that they kind of talked about a little bit is uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which it's coming out on 3DS and Wii U. I played it at TGS. A uh, ton of fun. It got a release date here in Japan, uh, February 6th. And it's going to be about 5,200 yen on both systems. Um, yeah, and I think they talked about some other features in the game, too. Like, where you can... I mean, yeah, it's most of the, I think some of the stuff they showed previously, it's like kind of like a versus thing. Like, one guy's playing, like, Tetris, the other guy's playing Puyo Puyo, and then, like, you know, discarded blocks or whatever would get pushed over to the other player's game or something. And But I think you can actually combine, like, elements of the games... Like together, so you're playing Tetris, and all of a sudden you have Puyo Puyo shit in there too, or vice versa, which is which could be fun. Uh, you guys sound so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like the crossover <laughs> battle of the millennium. Basically, I think actually in the direct, I think like Iwata said something like, "This is like a boxer fighting a pro wrestler." <laughs> so like these like little things. It's like, it's like Marvel fighting about? Capcom. Hey, it's madness. Never been done before. Yeah, never been done before. But now it's it's interesting. I might actually pick this up. It's a little expensive, but um, yeah. So uh, the new Theatrhythm, uh, Theatrhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call, uh, some more information was kind of revealed about that, as well as a demo. It's available on 3DS, on the 3DS eShop right now. Uh, there's some uh, characters coming from non-Nintendo platform games, which have, I don't know why they kind of made a big deal about this, because there were those in the, <laughs> you know, the original one anyway. But um yeah, I don't know some of these characters because I haven't played some of these games, but Yashutora from Final Fantasy XIV, a second version of Yuna and Riku from X2, and then Pain from X2. I don't know. I didn't play those games. Um, and Lightning from Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII, best game of the year or something. Boob physics, you know, whatever the hell. Yeah, they're in there. And 
Yeah, so the demo's pretty cool. It sucks there's only like three songs in there right now, but it, it looks, and Tim, maybe you can back me up on this, but it looks like they made it so they can actually keep adding additional songs to the demo. Does it seem like that to you? I, yeah, totally. Okay, just making sure I wasn't crazy. Just a little crazy. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> even on their website, like they they list, you know, say, "Hey, we got a demo," and then it's like, "These are the songs that are on here right now." And it looks like there's just room for like more crap. Yeah. Well, last time didn't they release two demos on the Japanese yes. shop? Yes, yeah, separate demos. Yeah. But it looks like this is like a demo, like infrastructure type of thing or something. Anyway, whatever. I thought it was exciting. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, uh, Band Brothers P, there's some uh, new stuff kind of unlocked in the game. They talked about it previously anyway, that you can actually upload creative content to YouTube. Uh, and I guess you can do that now. Um, I think right now they're actually having some kind of like a contest to make a theme song for the place where they're uploading this stuff. So, because I, I saw, God, why the hell didn't I write down the name of the thing? Uh, some kind of like a basically a hosting site on YouTube, like a YouTube channel where they have all this stuff, and there's all sorts of like different theme songs that people have made to, for this thing. So kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping you could just upload like gameplay stuff, just you playing, but apparently, no. <laughs> so. So what yeah. is it that you upload? Uh, just your created songs, from what I gather. Um, so if you're creating some kind of song or something, you can put it up on there. Oh. Um, have you? monkeyed around with the creating stuff tools or anything it's really complicated yeah that's why i haven't i was like yeah this is hard and i'm dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah but ty you know one thing that you had mentioned i think one of on the last podcast or maybe even on the live episode uh back in november is that you know we said that yeah you can't play online with your friends and you can't do like local play with people that don't own the game I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And you said, no, that's kind of a big oversight. And it's like, yeah, now that I think about it, it kind of is. Um, still is, but they're going to kind of patch this stuff in. And they already basically made this separate app for people that don't have the game to download for free so that they can play with other people. Um, so that's kind of Hey, cool. it's a step in the right direction, at least. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, there's other things they're going to be doing too, like UI improvements and crap like that over the next coming months. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, another thing that came out of the uh, Nintendo Direct is the Famicom Remix, uh, otherwise known as NES Remix in the West. Um, did you guys play this game or did you really follow up anything about um, this? Or? I looked at it. I haven't played it. It looks fun, though. It does. Yeah. T- Tim, you haven't played it either? No. Oh, shoot. Okay. Looks I'm good, the though. only. Yeah, yeah, I, I went ahead and just bought it because I had some credit on my uh, account and stuff. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just really cool. You know, it's I, they even did, like, a special episode of uh, Game Center CX where Arena was playing with a bunch of children <laughs> who were screaming, like, the whole time or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, yeah, because I saw, like, a little commercial for it, and it was like, ah! uh-huh. like Does the game feel like WarioWare to you? Kind of, but I think a little bit. You know, where WarioWare is, like, a lot of really, really short things. These are, like, you know, sometimes, like, whole levels of uh, these old games. And I played a lot of, like, the Mario stuff because that's what I'm mainly interested in. But I played, I think, a Donkey Kong level. And then also a couple of the actual mix, like, the mix levels and stuff like that. And uh, so, no, it's it's kind of like a longer version of WarioWare in terms of, like, stages. Sounds cool. good. Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. Um, 
Like, one stage I was just playing, I think it's, oh god, I can't remember the stage in the original Mario Brothers, but it's one of the stages, you know, with the, oh, not the birds, the fish that are just jumping yeah, out, you know, they, on the level. Yeah, they fly out all willy-nilly. Yeah, but basically, this turns that level into a runner, where you're just constantly running, even if you just don't press anything. You know, so if you just, you can just run down a hole if you don't, if you absolutely don't press anything. But, uh, no, it's really cool, so you have to just go through the level completely running and try to you know make it through and i'm still not able to do that wow um yeah you're supposed to that's where you tie say don't suck noob or something Get like that good <laughs> so i mean i no, was doing fun. that when i was seven it's not hard no i mean there are i mean i run through the majority of the level then i had to slow down on like one specific spot and i just keep jumping into the fucking fish that's a um, sad story but you know there, there's only one thing <laughs> to do there yes Get good. Get good. <laughs> G-I-T-G-U-D. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's really fun and really enjoyable, and I highly I highly uh, suggest the game. Uh, I think Don Koopman, he wrote up a review. It should be on the site right now that you can check out. And you know, By the time you're listening to this, it would, probably would have been out for at least a week or so right now, so you definitely should have already been on that. Um, for shame. Yeah. <laughs> But one other thing I kind of wanted to talk about is, well, this month, a uh, kind of version 2.0 to Dragon Quest X was released here in Japan for the Wii, Wii U, and PC. And, you know, it's cheap. It's basically like 40 bucks compared to, like, I think when the original came out, it was like, you know, $60, $70, something like that. And, you know, you still have to pay your monthly fees. And, you know, the monthly fee thing still applies here, but I'm pretty sure you can bring in all of your old... Uh, stuff from the previous version but uh now this came out and you know i was kind of surprised that you know on the wii it sold like 100k like the first week and stuff and uh the wii version even did okay about seventy thousand or something but i just remember when this came out on wii u like back in march i don't know i mean partially because of the shitty install base and stuff like that it just fucking bombed like nobody bought the thing it didn't even i don't even know if it even came close to clearing fifty thousand units uh here um but I don't know. I, I haven't really played this. So I don't really, I don't know, have any intention to because I don't want to pay 15 bucks a month to play a game that I might not even like or care about. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting, so I at least wanted to mention that. Um, oh, one other thing. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's actually kind of cool. But apparently through NTT and like their uh, internet service thing, they're giving away like these... 3ds xl units that are like exclusive to people that sign up for the service and you have a chance to win one of 100 of these systems or two of them yeah it's really kind of crazy like one's like i think a mario theme yeah the flat service is a really cool kind of like checkered mario one it's like uh red and white and stuff and big picture of mario's face on the outside the other one's like silver and yeah, it sucks that there are only you know so few of them out there, and even just you have to a get the goddamn internet from these guys if you don't already have the internet. Which, come on, man, the internet. What's um, that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you I know, hundred each. It's like internet. Oh, it's evil. You don't want to do that. But no, that's it's really rad, and I'll have some pictures up. Obviously, you probably could have already seen them by now on on your smart devices and stuff. So. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool, but you're never going to get them and neither are we. <laughs> Probably not. I still so. want the stars dreamcast, man. 
Oh, that's Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, if you go to Akiba, whatever, not necessarily just Super Potato, but uh, other game stores, Trader, whatever, they have some really cool, exclusive, weird stuff you can yeah, just find sometimes. Yeah, believe me, I look. Yeah, have you, Ty, let me ask you, and Tim, actually both of you guys, have you guys ever went to Nakano Broadway? Um, I don't think so. No. Okay, well, there's a station, uh, God, I've never actually been to this place, but I've just only heard, uh, a station called Nakano, and there's this, like, kind of this shopping mall type of thing there, where they just have, like, nerd otaku stuff, games, like, toys. Wait, to do yes, I have been and... there a long time ago. Okay. It was... Okay. Tim? Oh. Yeah, sorry, I've been there too. Okay, well, I'm the only loser that has yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that exciting. Oh, really? It's kind of nice okay. if you like figures and anime stuff. Do they have a lot of game stuff there? Well, like I was there like six, maybe seven years ago, and uh, me and my friend got sidetracked by a little arcade that was set up, and we played Guilty Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you, you know, playing a fighting game at an arcade. That just doesn't sound right. right to you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember so many uh, video game stuff, but they have like okay. a Mandrake and uh, a lot of uh, manga and, okay. and figures. Okay. Well, I don't know. Because I, I think this guy knew he had always said that he always searched there for stuff. So I didn't know if it had to, it was just what he, where he liked going or if they actually had like a good selection of stuff. So hey, if you guys want to pick up some exotic junk. Uh, Comic Hit uh, is coming up. Yes, mm-hmm. la- I believe it's the last three days of the month. Yeah, uh-huh. and you might find some interesting fan-made comics related to your favorite video games, which may cool. may or may like... not be appropriate for children. <laughs> <laughs> like the what? Devil May Cry <laughs> cross something gay thing? Yes, whatever. Or the whatever. <laughs> yeah mixed with american football or something i don't know it's weird um so yeah if you're into that and you're in japan basically right now as you're listening to this yeah <laughs> head on hey, out. i got got some really that. amazing uh famicom wars uh fan comics that are appropriate for all ages oh uh, yeah cool. and like uh you know if you like an obscure game maybe somebody made a comic based on it and maybe it's amazing. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Tim, what were you saying? Oh, I just saw some really great Smash Brothers romance novels. The cover oh. was uh, Fox <laughs> and Link making out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Classic. They had all different all different combinations of the Smash Brothers characters, too. So oh, if, man. If that's your thing, yeah, you're in luck. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. I mean, hey, this, there's something for everybody, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go there, you're always gonna have stories about stuff you saw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Japan. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's gonna go ahead and do it for the news. So we have one more segment here, and um, also two. Uh, Don is actually gonna be joining us here. Uh, it's just gonna be me and him, kind of talking about this here in a little bit too. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned for us talking about. This uh, the best of Japan 2013, just us three here, and then uh, me and Don here a little bit later. So uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. (laughs) 
All right, so we kind of have a, kind of, I say, have a segment here for the Best of Japan 2013 edition. And um, Tim, why don't you go ahead and start us off with one of your favorite games, or at least a game that you kind of like, <laughs> that was released here in Japan in 2013. Yeah, sure. Well, I just picked up uh, Project Mirai 2, and I'm really digging it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the first game, it wasn't bad, but it mm-hmm. really only had one gameplay mechanic. That was the that stupid circular rhythm system where mm-hmm. buttons would appear on the circle and you just kind of press them in time. And that was about it. I mean, they also had some AR stuff, but mm-hmm. really, like, if I wanted to see Hatsune Miku in my room, I'd go buy another hug pillow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, buy a hug pillow, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so it, it it kind of wasn't that good. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. so simple. But mm-hmm. um, with Mirai 2, they've just added so many new gameplay elements that it's really, really more exciting and a lot more fun to play through. I kind of mm-hmm. think the first Mirai, it, it had a bit of an identity crisis. Like uh-huh. all these design choices uh, just seemed like a way to differentiate Project Mirai from Project Diva. Uh-huh. But now, uh, with Mirai 2, they've changed it up enough, and it's much more compelling. Uh, so you don't feel guilty about playing, like, touching this 16-year-old girl as you would on, like, the Vita version or something? No, no, you don't touch You don't touch her at all. <laughs> okay, you, well, damn it. You, you can either use the buttons or use the touchscreen. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's so much better than... And it, it, finally, Nintendo has a definitive... Hatsune Miku game mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. its own unique thing and it's fun yeah man it's uh, you know I had played the game at TGS I thought it was really cool I think the only reason I didn't get it is because I was a little bit poor <laughs> it's like I don't know like a $60 game or something so yeah. I mean, you know it's uh, they just charge expensive prices for this shit it's stupid yeah they really need but... a unified 3DS game price like <laughs> everywhere else in the world yeah i don't know it's yeah that's okay let's take a side step for that and kind of talk about that for a minute because i think someone else was mentioning because i i wrote up a story on the site about how that puyo puyo tetris is going to be like you know 52 uh or 5200 yen and like jesus that's expensive and i was like yeah but you know like okay first party stuff usually they don't go higher than like 4800 yen so it's like you know 48 bucks essentially what the exchange rate with what it is right now but third parties are like all over the place. I mean, you know, you got games like this. It seems like sometimes anime inspired games are, you know, upwards of six, seven thousand yen sometimes, even on three DS. And Yeah, well what's the retail on Attack on Titan? I think it's sixteen six thousand nine hundred. It's like six thousand ninety. Gravy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, as I've said many times on this show. Uh, as long as you're not buying directly from the eShop, you can usually save about a thousand yen, you know, about 10 bucks if you buy a physical version at like, you know, some kind of electronic store. Um, so, I mean, th- that's another thing. Good thing. About, well, I guess <laughs> good thing about this is these prices are never really like set in stone unless you go to like Toys R Us where they have, they just don't budge on the prices. Yeah. But for, for gamers coming to Japan, Amazon is your best friend. Yeah, Amazon, basically, the, the the same price you can get the games at, like, local electronic stores is about the same price you can get the stuff for on Amazon. Uh, so it's that's not bad. But like I said, they just range all over the place, and it just depends on the developer, basically between, like, 48 to, like, 70 bucks for a 3DS game here. And that's after tax, all the 
the taxes yeah. included in the price. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good thing too. Whenever you buy anything in Japan, game system, whatever, all that tax is built in. So you don't have to worry about, oh shit, I have to pay an extra $30 or something, you know. Um, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, uh, but it, well, if, if you're looking for a game with a lot of content, uh, Project Mirai 2, it has all the songs from the original, I think, plus all the new ones. And there's just so many unlockables. Uh, and it also has a version of Poyo Poyo in there. Which, oh, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, I've played it a few times. Ooh, fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> never again, but it's there It's there if you want it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, cool. there's so many different unlockables if you want to play dress up or whatever. It'll keep you busy. I do that at my house, so why do I need to do that in a game? Because <laughs> you can get cute dresses. Oh, okay, and my dresses aren't really that no, cute, so no. you've seen them. You've tried them on, whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ty, did you end up picking this game up or no? No, but you know, I think I will. I just noticed mm-hmm. that uh, I have these Hatsune Miku Project Diva figures that I won mm-hmm. out of UFO catchers and threw in the pile and never looked at. <laughs> we, <laughs> we should do a giveaway, like if it's yeah. vaguely related to a 3DS game. Like, I'm down. I'll tell you what, actually, you know, I'd like to mention that. Maybe we can set something up for next month where we can have some kind of like a question or something. Because we, we've done this in the past at like a contest where, you know, fastest person to respond gets it or something. Uh, so maybe next month we could set up something like that with a couple of prizes so uh, we could send, send some stuff out to you guys um, out there listening. So It'll be like yeah. a late Christmas so. gift. <laughs> yes, in like maybe February, but that's fine. <laughs> um Anyway, so I realized that, you know, some of the other games that um, I thought were amazing and that I think could be, like, universally praised as really cool games that came out in Nintendo systems. Maybe not, uh, maybe Tim and uh, Ty have not played them, but I'll go ahead and just talk about them uh, briefly here anyways. And um, one game that I think really, you know, deserves a nod for this is uh, Dragon Quest VII on 3DS, which came out uh, earlier this year. I had bought it. And, you know, I played something for like 25 hours or something. So, you know, barely scratching the surface, not even getting to the job section of the game. But uh, I don't know. Personally, my personal story about this game is that I had it and I lost it for like five months and then I found it. So uh, I should probably play it a little bit more. But um, no, you know, I I know probably not a lot of people in the West maybe even had a chance to even play Dragon Quest VII on the, you know, PlayStation uh, back in the day. Um, So I think, if they ever do bring this out, you know, in the West, I think this is really something that you should pick up. I mean, it's you're guaranteed, you know, hours and hours and hours of gameplay. I think the the uh, battle system works just fine. It's pretty fun. Uh, story is really cool. Uh, yeah, it's just a really really fun game, and um, I think it's something that you know it's it's, it's a pretty uh, good addition to have to any 3ds library. So. Um, yeah, maybe I'll play more in Rad Review or something. I don't know. It's like another 40 or 50 hours I got to go. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, then another one too, that I know Tim has and Ty, I hope you get at some point in the future is, you know, what we talked about last month, uh, Daigasso Band Brothers, yeah, P, dude. which is just, just fucking amazing. It's just really good. Uh, did you pick it up yet, Ty? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do think I will. Yeah, it's cool. I, I've been playing it a lot here recently. Just, It's just an easy game just to, you know, kind of veg out on and just play and just, you know, not worry. You're not thinking, oh, man, I got to, like, beat this game. You're just kind of just playing and just, just enjoying with no other stuff. And you have, you have so many 
tomatoes. Uh, it's just <laughs> cool to go and cruise the shop and just, all right, I'll mm-hmm. download these 10 songs. And... Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, so especially starting out, you have so much, like, in-game currency that, you know, you can you, – I've only used, like, maybe about 40 or something. So I have, you know, about 40 tracks that I have. But even when you're playing online, I mean – other people can be playing. You could be playing songs that you don't own, and then you could add it to your cart like right after your session, right. and you know download it later, which is really cool. So then you don't have to just try to remember the name and search for it yeah, on yeah. the store, which would just be asinine. So that's kind of cool that they didn't, you know, or that they did this with that. So um, yeah, in terms of well, I mean, I'll probably talk a little bit more about some other 3DS stuff. But uh, in terms of Wii U, you know, honestly, and I don't know about you guys, I really haven't been having a lot of fun with my Wii U this year. Uh, <laughs> I think after I bought the thing at launch, which last December I played for like, I don't know, 40 hours, 50 hours or something. And then it was, you know, every month, maybe like an hour, 45 minutes or something like that. It just really dropped off for me. How about you guys? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for Santa to bring my copy of Super Mario 3D World, and then I'll, okay. I'll play that. I'll play the Wii U probably primarily, but yeah, it, it's nothing to get me excited to be a Wii owner right now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's a damn shame because some of the games that they made are strictly aimed towards like you know hardcore Nintendo fans. I mean, I, I guess you know Pikmin Three. I mean, I don't see people that don't even if, if you don't know what the hell pikmin is you probably won't be interested in the game you know um and i haven't even played the game but you know I, i'm the guy that bought pikmin the original one at launch and i still haven't even beat the fucking thing wow so. <laughs> get good <laughs> no no this is not it's not a thing about being good or bad i just didn't okay. play it at all it's just i guess <laughs> um you know, and then things like Wonderful 101, which, you know, really good production value, kind of like really unique, quirky type of stuff. But it just fucking bombed and nobody cared. And even the minuscule, you know, user base that the Wii U has, you think most of the people that have them would be, you know, perfect for this kind of game. But just nobody gave a shit. I and mean, that's a damn shame, I didn't, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, but one game that I did buy, ironically, is, you know, the Yakuza remake, which is my, right now, because I haven't played enough of Mario, or uh, as much as I would like of Mario, but is that's the Yakuza remake. I, you know, played it for like 30 hours or something, 35 hours, and, you know, yeah, I obviously know that you can buy this game on PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 with the HD remakes there, but... And, you know, I remember getting some shit when I was talking about it initially, like, oh, why didn't you just play this when it came out? Well, I was fucking poor and in college, so, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, it's fun. I mean, there's there's no chance in hell it's leaving Japan because it sold, like, two copies. But, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Not really that great of a year for Wii U in general. Um, but, so I guess, you know, back to 3DS and Ty, you probably wouldn't have had a chance to play this yet but uh so tim you got zelda yes sir okay and so did i and so you know obviously and kai you haven't got it right because you don't have a u.s system that's right i do not have it okay do you plan on getting it? i don't know man i just don't know anymore 
so I guess, you know, after, you know, we went, we obviously went through Link to the Past back in October and, uh, I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, so I guess how much of it did you play, Tim? And like, what do you think? Uh, I've, uh, I've got five out of seven sages so far. Oh, wow. And, uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. I mean, sometimes it feels like an expansion pack or something because it's mm-hmm. so familiar, but then yeah. the, um, they do enough to change it up so it feels mm-hmm. fresh and new. I don't know. I think it's, it's, Nintendo is so good at making these games about exploration and discovery, and it's just so eye-opening. That's not a good yeah. word to use, eye-opening. <laughs> so wondrous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what I, I haven't, you're a lot further than I am. I just got to uh, low rule in the game, um, the equivalent of the of the dark world. And, um, Without you know spoiling anything, uh, you know I, one thing I really do enjoy is that you know the dungeons are kind of small and bite sized, and that I mean after just recently playing Link to the Past, I mean I realize how quickly you can get through some of these you know dungeons, you know some more than others, and just how kind of just streamlined and just fun and you know kind of not easy but you know just quicker yeah <laughs> to get through this stuff you, you can you can beat some of the tougher dungeons in about an hour. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't died once, so it's super easy. Yeah, I haven't died either. It's yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't... One thing that's even, like, that kept me away from playing Skyward Sword, and I bought the game two years ago, and I had played for two hours. <laughs> but I, I just keep thinking about, oh, shit, I'm going to have to play this dungeon for, like, two hours, you know, like that type of thing. I just, I don't know. I don't like that pacing i don't like that trend with zelda games right well i mean link mm -hmm. link between worlds it never feels overwhelming yeah which is one of its strongest stronger suits Mm -hmm. yeah it just like you said it just feels really it just feels really fresh i i don't know it's just doing things that i just haven't seen i don't know it's just been so long since i played like a new zelda game that I mean, because like I said, I barely played Skyward Sword. Uh, <laughs> that it's just like doing things that are like surprising to me, or things that are just cool, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely one of my favorite games of the year so far, uh, for sure. And I would highly recommend it if you really liked Link to the Past, because I think you know everything about it is just great. And just if you like that game, you'll probably like this one too. Ty, you didn't get Pokemon. No. Okay. Do you, you hate Pokemon? Like it? Um, indifferent? You know, I, I'm a big fan of, like, the first two, you know, like, you know, like, blue and red and then silver yeah. and gold. And then, like, after that, like, you know, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. But, you know, I have a lot of friends playing the new one, so, like, I, I'm still tempted, but, you know, it's a crowded video game market these days. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. You know, I, I have a dozen friends that tell me, oh, you got to play this game. And I'm like, do I really? I mean, there's so much competition for my attention. <laughs> well, at least with the new Pokemon, it's um, kind of condensed. Like, you don't have to grind so much. And you can't. I think they're starting to realize that people don't have as much time anymore. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. one of the things, like, I didn't like as far as the direction a Pokemon went is there's, like, too many ways to get sidetracked, like, doing. Like, you know, the talent shows and managing berries and (laughs) it just feels like fluff to me. Like, I don't want to do that shit. I just want to fight. Yeah, (laughs) 
you know, one other thing that I really enjoyed that I don't think you guys haven't played, I'm pretty sure, is, you know, uh, what's known, well, going to be known in America as Yumi's Odd Odyssey, known here in Japan as Sayonara Umihara Kawase. And um, I I talked about this on previous Famicast and stuff before. It's just a really, really cool game. I'm really uh, glad that it's coming out in the West. And again, you know, it's like a kind of like a physics-based platformer with like a grappling hook. So, I mean, it's just like a really cool idea and pretty unique. They're not really a lot of games like that. So, um, I don't know. I hope that people in the West can really enjoy this game when it comes out at some point in 2014. And, you know, if it wasn't 50 bucks, I would tell you guys you should probably get it. But, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Was there any other things you guys wanted to talk about that I haven't talked about? I don't know. It's just kind of a countdown until Smash Brothers for me. As far, oh, yeah. as far as Wii U goes. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I'm really not that excited about Smash Brothers. I, I know that feeling. I? Like, I, It's more yeah. like I'm curious to see like how well it's going to turn out. Sure, yeah. Now, would Ty, would you get both versions on the 3DS and Wii U, or would you just go with one I, I would probably just go with the Wii U, but, you know, 3DS, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I guess that'll kind of wrap us up here with us uh maybe right after this we're gonna go ahead and hear from don and um then we're gonna go ahead and close out the show so uh we'll be back here in a little bit All right, and Don and myself are back. We're going to talk about some hey, of the... Hey, you asshole. There you Hi. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about some of his favorite games of 2013. Um, and yeah, let's just get right to it, Don. Like, what is what are some of the games that you enjoyed that came out of Japan? And solely in Japan. So, um, yeah. we would, that list is not really long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine uh, that. <laughs> I mean, of course, there was the always beautiful Pokemon Rumble U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, let, let's be honest here for a moment. Um, I mean, I really like Tycho Drum Master. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. it was a bit of a vanilla version when it didn't have, like, many special modes, but it was just really fun to play. Okay. Especially on the gamepad, where I could just play a few songs, had, like, headphones in, and uh, just have fun. Oh, right on. Okay. Uh, so no, um, I mean it, that 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 is fun, but it's like, um, it's it's not really a surprising game. Sure, I mean Tycho Drum Master is Tycho Drum Master, so you kind of pretty much know what you're getting yourself into when you get well, it. Well, yeah, when 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 the most surprising thing is after the play, you know, it's kind of an kind of vanilla. Really? Okay. Yeah, but I mean it's it, it's it's still. The selection of songs is like really good. Like there's plenty of new things to play, but it doesn't have like modes like like the carnival one from the last Wii one, or okay. like an a story mode from the 3DS one. Oh, that sucks. You know, I played the demo for the 3DS one and the story mode thing. I thought that was really interesting. Just a really kind of fun thing to put into the game. And it, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, playing through the songs is fun, but kind of having more of like a guess purpose behind it. That can maybe keep you coming back as opposed to just like, you know, if you just want to just play a song. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it has free DLC, so hey. Okay. Cool. I mean, I got the Ava Galleon song for free. Oh, cool. Right on. 
Yeah, so it's not all bad. Yeah. And also a song from my neighbor Totoro, so... Cool, I, was, cool. I was pretty much, pretty much settled on day one. Um, mm-hmm. Had a good variety of songs there. Right on. Um, and like, it's going to be my... <laughs> okay, this is again going to be a really dumb statement. It's just going <laughs> to be my Poyo Poyo Tetris Machine in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> just playing that away. Hey, I don't think that's a dumb idea, because that game is pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, you played it? Yeah, yeah, TGS, they had it. Um, I played it on the 3DS. No, wait, Wii U? I don't know. I played, maybe 3DS I played at the time. But, I don't know, it's kind of alarming, because I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, it's kind of expensive, but, you know, on both systems. I mean, I mean, I am going to buy it for both systems. Okay, wow, hardcore, man. <laughs> I, I like Poyo Poyo and I like Tetris, so it's the ultimate yeah. combination for yeah, no, no, they definitely, definitely, from what I played, it's pretty cool, so. I mean, it's not like Project Cross on X-Levels combinations. <laughs> of course not, yeah. Uh, but... No, but it's, it's, it, it is still, like, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about things that came out other than 2014, and we're mostly, with this, like, weird segue, we're going to move on to 3DS by Wii U. <laughs> it was good knowing okay. you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because you were a bit disappointing in 2014. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I, I know, I know you're in the same boat as me. Yes, it was very a very disappointing year. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, solely because there was no G, Joe GBA games on the freaking virtual console. <laughs> yeah, that was a big part of it. And you know, even though as disappointed as I am with this year, even with not getting games like Wonderful One on One or Pikmin Three, which Maybe I'm stupid for not doing that. I, I don't know. You're, you're you're stupid for not doing that. There it is. And yeah, but it's like I still enjoy my Wii U. I, I think it's cool. I, I'm looking forward to games that are going to be coming out in the future. So and you know Mario is really awesome too. So hey, what the heck? Um, I anyway, should, I think you should buy Rayman sometime though. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, regardless of that 3ds. Um, so, there are a lot of things that I liked in 2014 about the 3DS. Um, of course, I had, uh, as a Japanese exclusive, I had Flitnote Studio 3D. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, come on, I had to do a tool right before I started talking about 3DS. I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, the whole situation that, okay, that's for another time. Let Japan and America and Europe didn't get it. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, um but no, there were like the the Sega 3D 3D games which we got like way earlier. Um, there was uh, Dora Mishi uh, Sports Shop, which right. was one of my most. I mean, I didn't expect much from like a free to play game, but all of those right. like Famicom S games were like really really impressive and fun to play. Oh yeah, definitely. And maybe I, I should still write something about it in the future. I don't know if I will, but I really like that. And then yet uh, Solity Horse, uh, Solitiba. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, many people did not like that. I really liked it because of like the simple card game that you played, and then had to control of the horse and make sure that he uh, went to the other side and right. won the race. It was, it was a weird thing, but a really impressive little thing. And just a reminder for those of you out there: this is the Game Freak like horse racing solitaire mashup that came out in the summertime here in Japan. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, which is self published, self published too by game. Yeah, yeah. Really strange concept. I mean, it's a really well put together game. Um, When it comes down to stuff like you know, game of the year talk, Japan. I don't know if this will quite make it, but it's definitely in. Hey, it it doesn't doesn't make it for me. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, of course, we had like the the photo Chibi Robo game. Right, right, which is coming out in January in the United States and Europe. Uh, Europe doesn't have an announcement for that. Ooh, lame. Uh, America does, but Europe doesn't. Okay, okay. So that's really awful, but there you go. Mm, um, yeah. What else came out this year in terms of like interesting well, stuff for the eShop? I mean, the the level five games came out, but also those came out in North America and Europe. So I don't know if necessarily we should talk about those. Sure. Yeah. For, for like a game like Attack of the Friday Months is really delicious in like Japanese culture. Definitely, definitely, yeah. that's true. So it's still kind of Japan related, and I think it's now like on sale in in Europe and America. I think people should play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's five bucks. Oh crap! Okay. I mean, it, it's not necessarily like the biggest thing you will play this year, or maybe the most amazing thing, but it's the most involving thing you will play this year. Huh. Interesting. That's at least how I feel about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless if you play like full in Japanese or with English subtitles, I think you will like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, closer to the end there was only like because like this is the weird thing when we came closer to the end we mostly saw like western releases come out in Japan right, right. Um, like um, uh, Gunman Clive and like um, Steamworld Dig mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites of course yeah. Mighty Switch Force finally Mighty, came out here too Mighty Switch Force yep um but that made it that like not of a lot of like new eShop games came out for me because I I, I played them already. Sure. Um, but like the the last title that I played really was Bike Rider DX2 Galaxy, and yes. I really like Bike Rider DX2 Galaxy. I think. Yeah. Uh, I li- really like the original. I think I talked about it in a previous like Femi Cast episode when mm-hmm. it came out originally. Um, this does it pretty much. Better. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, the original didn't have like uh, online leaderboards. Um, it, more of the stages felt mostly the same and used the parts a bit too much. This one mm. seems more different in the way that it presents itself, and the levels are also way more clever. Mm-hmm. It can really feel that the game is more developed for the 3DS in, instead of alongside of it. Mm-hmm. And what makes it also really impressive is that you now can also in like the Grand Prix mode, like the, the the endless mode, you can now choose your environment. You can now choose where you want to play these levels, mm-hmm. um, and like the, the entirety of the game is way more impressive. And I played it all the way through in like a couple of days, which I never did with the original to begin with. So that game, I know it will come out in Europe and in America eventually. Mm-hmm. When it comes out, definitely pick it up. I've, I, I'm, I'm seriously considering giving this a perfect score because I never felt a game that's so like made for on the go as this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been playing constantly on and off for like the last two weeks on the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Dan was kind enough to hook me up with a copy of the game, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I remember seeing lots of uh, video and stuff like that for the first one. I was like, oh, it looks like it could be fun, but you know, I just never bought it. But yeah, I, I have this now, and I've been playing through it about halfway through. And you but know, if you, no... if it, yeah, but even if you look at the videos, you can see that this looks way more impressive than the first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, yeah, for those of you out there that don't know what this is, it's. I mean, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Don, but it's essentially like a, a runner game, but you're on a bike. And you're just, there's all sorts of different obstacles and stuff like that, like poles and pits and sometimes little enemy characters. So you have to, like, avoid those. And, you know, there are also, like, three different coins scattered throughout the levels that 
you have to, well, you don't have, well, if you want to unlock like new levels and stuff like that. Well, yeah. you have, you have the kind of need to get them before, for the end stages, because you need to have like a major amount of coins for them. Sure. Sure. So it's better but, to get them. And it's really kind of really challenging to get them too. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the placements that you have to do and the things you have to do to, to create this opportunity to get them is sometimes kind of insane. Um, yeah. But that makes it more fun and more replayability. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was really surprised at this game, how much I enjoyed it. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Like you said, it's perfect for, you know, handheld. Um, even if you, you know, die, you're pretty much right back in there, you know, pretty quickly. And even, like, you know, progression to the next level, all that stuff is just really fast and really kind of smooth. And, yeah, it's just a really well put together game. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it has online leaderboards now, which I was never had the original. So there you go. Yes, that's rad. Um, then going to quickly to retail games, uh, there are a couple, of course. Of course, the most interesting thing that I liked was um, Tomodachi Collection New Life, or Shinsaikatsu. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of course, uh, sadly, when I talked about it in, in some time, uh, like very mid in the year, of my save file, my save files were completely lost, so I have to restart at, at some point. Um, but uh, I will definitely think I will, would enjoy it again because that game is so incredibly funny and enjoyable mm -hmm. I mean the scenarios that they they put that those me's in is kind of incredible <laughs> I mean I mean, Reggie said in an interview that he would think about possibly bringing this over I think mm -hmm. they definitely should because mm -hmm. the, the, the things they allow that they allow to give the, basically the freedom that they give to this, these me's to do like interact with you uh, say like very interesting things like play mini games with you, um, be a part of like a rap concert. It's it's, <laughs> I mean it, it's the most incredible done thing they've ever done with me's. And I'm not oversaturating here. I mean when I see these me's in this setting, I completely understand why they created them in the first place. <laughs> Uh, but that's one thing. I think I talked about it at length at, at the previous episode, so oh, you yeah. can look about that. But, I sure. mean, again, great game. Um, another thing that has been really been paying my attention was, of course, Ben Brothers, the, ben Brothers P. Yeah. Uh, which I, I know some people were a bit angry with me that I really, really liked it because it's solely, like, online-based. Mm-hmm. Because you have to download songs instead of, like, getting, like, a whole pack of songs already on the go. But actually, I mean, I mean, I prefer the option of downloading the songs that I personally want. So for me, it actually fits better. Exactly, and I mean, at the same time, too, you you have basically a hundred bucks uh, in game, so you can just buy you know whatever song you want. So I don't see a problem. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe it would be nice just to have some kind of like a pack or something that you could buy, just so you don't have to go through like individually or something. But I mean, it's not that hard to get on the shop and find something that you like. I mean, you can get that in, like, you know, five minutes. You could find some, you know, cool songs. So. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but uh, I just want to mention that because people have been, like, a bit, re bit reacting against it. But I uh, can understand why. But I really like it. Um, another thing is, of course, a score of Monster Hunter 4. Yeah, um, a little, little game you might have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a little game that might have done extremely well instead of like other few Capcom games, but hey, yeah. never mind that. Um, 
yeah, I really like Bounce Taunter. I mean, the tutorial on this one was way qu- quicker over. You got into the game way faster. And overall, the game was way more enjoyable than I had with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate or any version of Monster Hunter 3. Try whatever you want. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Because it, it didn't waste my time. And I felt that the tutorials in like the, the previous game really wasted my time. Uh-huh. Um, but this, no. I, I, I think that this Monster Hunter is pretty much the best one. Mm-hmm. And you have online play on the 3DS game, which is impressive. So what more do you want, really? Yeah, sounds like pretty much the ultimate version of Monster Hunter up to this point, like what they've done with everything. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, I play also Hatsune Miku Project My Ride 2. Cool. Which uh, I gave it a 9 on Nintendo World Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say from I'm completely dumb with that. I, and I say, I like rhythm games, screw you. Yeah, no, man. I mean, the the demo, I played the demo at TGS, it was a ton of fun. Uh, only reason I haven't bought the game yet, because it has a really like high price point um, yeah. here, like but, but, 60, but 70 bucks. I, I think the digital version is a bit cheaper, but there, there you is go. It? Yeah. Okay. Uh, more cheaper, at least in a retail release. Um, but what I, uh, what I like about those is that they include all of the songs from the original. You have also all, entirely like a new set of songs. Uh, you can mix and match cos- costumes. They even have a Poyo Poyo mini game in there. Never, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, really. Right, right. Uh, you have all the AR stuff from the original, which I expanded. You have more stuff to do with that. Um, now there's a lot of stuff to do, and I felt that I was pretty quickly done. Like I said back when the original came out, that I felt I was pretty quickly done with the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, with this, you have both control schemes which play completely differently, and you have three difficulty things, so you have opportunities to play one song six times if you want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is already pretty incredible when you mm-hmm. think about it, because most rhythm games only give you, like, at, at best, three options. Right. Um, and it does a lot, a lot of clever stuff, and, like, they take this aesthetic of, like, this line from uh, Terror Rhythm. But they completely turn like the the thing on its head, where they um, make shapes in the lines. They move the line actively with you. Well, mm-hmm. I found the line in like Rhythm a bit more static. Right. Sure. It it, 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 it always gives you something to look at and enjoy while you're playing the game, which um, is way more impressive than it might seem at first glance. But it it doesn't make it seem as dull or or unactive as maybe something. That when you're playing like a very low level on Terry Rhythm sounds like. And, and another thing about like Miku, uh, Miku, uh, Project Mariah, Miku, no, Project Mariah 2 is that, mm-hmm. um, is that the game is also a bit more challenging even on like playing it on easy. So mm-hmm. you still have to pay attention at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I'm really fond of it a rhythm game because it it makes me feel that I'm involved and in doing something that I like to do. So yeah, that's um that's pretty much the whole thing about that really. Okay. Uh what else? I mean there are some other stuff. I mean I played um also Yukai Watch. Mm-hmm. Which is an, yeah. which, an, which is a game I really remember and it's kind of the a bit of the opposite from um from like Geist Crusher because this is more really kid focused and it's more of an RPG. Right. And it's it is for at least from the demo, I mean it is like kinda easy and just charming and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's just a lot of things that I think kids 
especially kids in Japan could see and think, oh, that's really cool. Like at some point you can like catch bugs or something, you know, something kind of crazy. And I don't know. I can see kids being like, holy crap, I can do that in real life. I'm doing it in this game, you know, freaking out or something. Of course, we talked about EX Troopers, which again, I think it counts because I played it and finished it in 2013. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for like Fancy Life, which is also like really fun to play. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that, that, those are pretty much like the the bunch of games that I mostly enjoyed. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair list. I mean, um, yeah, everything, every one of those is really great. And, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to mention here too, uh, before we go ahead and, uh, you know, in this segment, is the, talk about the Virtual Console here in Japan. Um, as most of you know, the Virtual Console in, you know, Europe, Australia, the United States, basically everywhere outside of Japan is pretty abysmal <laughs> um, I, no, I think the 3ds one is slowly turning okay is it okay yeah i mean, I mean the wii u one is still poor because there's sometimes weeks where there's no virtual console game right i, th uh. I, th I think the 3ds one is still okay because they release something weekly because uh, the thing about like um most of these games they're currently releasing like nes stuff and uh, the game boy stuff the mostly the nes stuff counts a bit more is that all of these games like support download play so you can play with another people. So when you have a second 3DS or know somebody with a 3DS, you can just play them and have fun. Yeah. So at, at least they're doing something with it now, which is better than, I think, like six months ago. Right, right, right. Well, here in Japan, I mean, if you want to just talk about just sheer numbers of virtual console games, I mean, right now on the 3DS, um, if Wikipedia has the correct information <laughs> they sometimes do um uh according to their there's like 128 titles available right now on the 3ds virtual console um which is a lot of stuff and you know kind of like you mentioned a, a lot of like the releases here recently have been you know famicom stuff a lot of that type of stuff uh starting this week we're gonna get uh pc engine and msx i think yep that's correct uh, and uh yeah so there's a lot of cool stuff he, recently too final fantasy the original one came out um, so I bought that as archaic and why? Yeah. yeah, I've never beaten the original one. I've gotten pretty far, but I was like, "Hey, I like this game." Still, why? Yeah, I like this game, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of you know broken a little bit, but it's still fun and kind of cool to have on your handheld. Um, definitely not the best version you can get on a handheld device, but anyways. And then, you know, on the Wii U as well, there's some really, you know, there's a total of about 60 games or so right now that are available. And, um, you know, this spans across, you know, Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, whatever. And, um, you know, some big, really cool games are out. Obviously, you know, Earthbound, Metroid, stuff like that. But also, you know, here in Japan, you know, we got Final Fantasy VI, Secret of Mana, um, you know. A romancing other... Saga. Yeah, Romancing Saga just came out here recently. Um, but several Mystical Ninja games. Um, yeah, and then I think here coming up pretty soon, Mario 3 is probably going to be coming out soon. A ton of like really cool like of these old school games that are available that it's like I don't understand why it's taking so long to get some of this crap on the you know uh, eShop for other regions. Um, well, it, 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 it takes a lot of time to begin with to get something in the one region, let alone free. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Um, because because it, it took a while even for the like, Japanese virtual console and Wii U to get going. Right, right. I mean, it, they spent weeks like prompting, "Hey, we have now baseball on the virtual console. Uh, Go you." Yeah, that, I mean, those are kind of like the terrible weeks. But you know, generally, like every 
almost every week since they started doing virtual console stuff on the Wii U, there's always been usually at least one or two titles that are coming out. And same with 3DS, usually usually at least one or two titles that are out. And so I think cool. if I'm being honest, I find the selection on 3DS a bit better than on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean. They've had a, they've had a pretty good jump on them too, you know, by like a year or so, or whatever. So I mean, I can understand that, but um, yeah. So yeah, no, 3ds. There's tons of really cool games, even some like exclusive things. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, I, Jesus back in the summer. Oh my God, the game with the castle and the thing and the guy. So it's like a Castlevania game. No, not that Murasame Joe something. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Boom. Anyways, there's some cool stuff out there. It's so cool. I don't even remember the name. Isn't that yes. it's like how much I loved it? No, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. So uh, I'm sorry to all of you out there that don't have Japanese systems. But so I guess with that, that's going to go ahead and close out this segment of the show. Don, thanks for coming and joining me, man. We really appreciate your uh, input on this stuff. No problem, really. Yeah. And so, yeah, Don, I mean, I think St. Nicholas has already come and gone, so I would say, like, Merry Christmas, but I guess I could say Happy New Year to you. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a better thing. I'm not really celebrating Christmas as much. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that then. All right, so after this short musical break, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Again, Don, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Yep, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? You know what my Twitter handle is, you jerk. No, I was going to say it so you can say it, you know. Oh, really? I have to do this now? I'm a yes. peasant? I'm incapable. <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I, I'm at Nintendo. That's N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N. Talk about games. Talk about mm-hmm. sports sometimes. Mostly football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow me there. Right on. All right. So, bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and close up the show here. We're going to go ahead and uh, let you guys know where you can find us here outside of, well, here. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y, B as in boy, I-V. Uh, Tim. I am Tranquil underscore Pony. 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 All the, all the bronies. Um, anyway, uh, then Ty. Yes, I'm Super Cat Drugs. Mm-hmm. Do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> with, with your cats. Um, so Ty, <laughs> you were just mentioning some interesting thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> a game that has caught my attention that I've tweeted about is uh, a new and upcoming dating sim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Called Namco High, where you can uh, try to win the affections of various Namco characters. <laughs> The sexiest of which is the ship from Galaga. <laughs> awesome. Galaga ships. Great. It's got to be sexy. Is it wearing a one-piece or a two-piece or nothing? <laughs> All nude, baby. <laughs> awesome. Look at those jagged pixels. Put that one in the spank bank. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess it's going to go ahead and close us out here for the episode this month. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, Tim, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Ty, thanks a lot, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Cool. <laughs>
<laughs> and we'll see you on Twitter, and we'll also see you next month. Hope everyone so. enjoys their Christmas bucket of KFC fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your fried chicken. I might try to get some turkey legs from Burger King. <laughs> As you uh, do. So, as you do in Japan. Uh, so if that happens, I'll let you know next month. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Nice. Yeah.